Live from Hotel Zeta, it is Punch Drunk Nerd, ladies and gentlemen. Just kidding, you can see this anytime you want, anytime, morning, afternoon, night. I'm at Hotel Zeta in San Francisco, and you are listening to Punch Drunk Nerd, the podcast where three friends, three amigos, three buddy old pals come together to finally talk about nerd shit. Because every day throughout the week, we're texting each other nerd shit, and we're here finally in our busy lives coming together and chatting about it. Who am I? I'm Luis Gonzalez, and with me is... Miguel Sanchez. And Ed Bull. Yes, we are... We don't know everything as nerds, but we love to talk about nerd shit. Now, today, yeah, we, we have a fan... We are packed with stuff today. What are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about some news of the week, and then we're going to have a fun little game called uh, the Summer Movie Wager that I... Um, Picked up on another podcast slash film cast. They do it. What they do is they list their top 10 movies uh, that will hit the box office. So we're going to do a game with that. And then we're going to review uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And then finally, to wrap it all up, we're going to talk about what we're into, what we're reading, what we're watching, all that jazz. But before we do all that, let's start with news of the week. Uh, I'm going to pass it off to Ed, uh, who's going to start off with our first news story. Ed? Yeah. Uh, just real quick, uh, R.A.P. to uh, composer, songwriter, uh, Vangelis. Uh, he uh, was probably most known for his work on Chariots of Fire and Blade Runner. Uh, he's uh, an Italian musician, and uh, he just passed away last week, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, he was a great composer. I mean, obviously, Chariots of Fire. Uh, is one of the most like just memorable tunes, you know. I think even people who haven't seen that movie know that tune. And uh, he also did movies like, uh, I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but he did the music for Alexander, and it was a great score. Uh, he's fa- famously known for using like keyboard instead of like a full uh, orchestra or anything like that. Um, but you know, using those sounds like electronic music to create similar effects of like a full orchestra. Uh, so yeah, uh, just very sad that he passed away. And uh, you know, if you want to listen to his music, uh, obviously Chariots of Fire, uh, Blade Runner, Tears in the Rain is a classic hit. Uh, that's a song from or a track from Blade Runner. And then, uh, you know, listen to some of the Alexander uh, tunes because it's, again, not a good movie, but... Not a good movie. Uh, good, good score. Good score. You know, uh, sometimes so, yeah. a score right. can really help like save a movie you know what i mean, it, I mean think about- it didn't it didn't save this movie no, uh, no, no. but uh but i do still listen to that soundtrack uh today so uh just don't watch know. that movie though you know you could watch that movie give it a try does it do uh, a service to alexander the great no um but hey ho that's a tough that's a tough nut to crack uh for any director uh <laughs> But uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here to knock. I'm here to just respectfully remember yes. composer Vangelis. And that's that. No, that's beautiful. I think, you know, a lot of times we talk about the actors and we even talk about the directors, but there's so many people who come together to make a movie. Um, you know, and I always want, we always want to showcase those people, whether it's composers here or mm-hmm. writers, even, you know. Uh, costume designers and all these people they help create the world that we love you know and there are things that we still remember 
from these movies that, you know, we may not remember the story, but remember the feel, remember the music, remember yeah. how somebody looks and the, the emotion it evokes. So, yeah. you know, thank you, Ed, for bringing that in the forefront. And I will, you know, while I'm working or while I'm driving around, I'll put on Vangelis and, and listen to his work. I do remember, obviously, Chariots of Fire. That was like an iconic sound yeah. and it was something that was parodied all the time um so you know here's to you cheers cheers and cheers to you cheers to you my friends now <laughs> we it was a lot of trailers that came out this week so we're gonna have a lot we're gonna do some trailer drops for news of the week um the first trailer we're gonna talk about big big trailer obviously coming from marvel it is thor love and thunder we got a full trailer and we got to Hoorah. see gore the god butcher for the first time, Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher. We have never seen any iteration of what this character looks like. Um, so it was really interesting to see him come out. Uh, what did you guys think about this new trailer? I liked it very much. Um, I, I think I said this a lot when the first trailer came out. I was content with not seeing any more yeah. footage. Um, and I stand by that. But, you know, it was you know inevitable that we were going to get at least one more trailer for this movie and i wouldn't be surprised at least one more uh closer to its release probably um but uh it was fun it wasn't too revealing i think it touched nicely on where uh thor and um jane uh or lady thor uh it's just Thor, well, the Mighty Thor. The I think mighty they're calling Thor. it the Mighty Thor. Yeah, right. But just but Thor. her name was Jane Foster, right? Initially, yes. yes. Um, so touch on there. We don't see much of the Guardians, um, but uh, and then of course, yeah, like you said, Christian Bale as Gore, the God Butcher, and uh, I mean, all you had to say was Christian Bale is playing the villain in the new Thor movie, and yeah. I'm here for it. And you know, it's going to be at least interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, and I don't think Christian Bale is one to pick projects willy-nilly. So uh, hopefully this is going to be a cool character. And we got Kate Blanchett with the last Thor. So uh, Taika knows how to pick him. So uh, oh, I love Kate very excited. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the look. Uh, I shared that picture on our notes of that one shot in the trailer where he's kind of coming out of that foresty thing yeah. and just like in the shadows the uh the structures of his face like the uh whatever just makes him look like his face looked like a skull and yeah. it's very just uh eerie and i'm i'm here for it i like it to to feed off to jump off of that like this this cool eerie shot that you'll see when you watch the trailer there was a cool shot in Ragnarok when Valkyrie is flying through to take down Hela, and yes. it was like a very cool looking thing. It was it was almost as if like a light was circling around their face, and it was it was like out of a, a painting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And so oh, I yeah, really yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like Valkyrie's flying with the with the horses, and she's yeah, diving, on the horse, and right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Hela's yeah. throwing the the neck uh, the swords. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous, like that is such yeah. a cool shot, and it's just like you can see him being creative and. And bring yeah. in some more stuff that's outside of what we typically see in a Marvel movie. It's like an um, ancient Greek painting, you know what I mean? Yes. Like very, yeah, yeah. Very 
visceral almost like a mosaic but like yeah he he has a knack for those kind of shots yeah the silhouette shots almost yeah yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly miguel what do you think about the trailer so a couple things first off i couldn't believe we were getting another trailer so quickly it feels like i mean i just watched that thor trailer what a couple weeks ago you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was surprised, but also it just feels like that like kind of accelerated timeline, like, hey, that movie's coming out, so we got to go, go, go. Yeah, exactly. Um, I am super excited for Christian Bale's uh, gore. I, I've i seen, have you guys seen how he looks in the comics or whatever? Oh, yeah. absolutely, dude. Right, yeah, he's, yeah. Got this, he's, like, got the Voldemort, he's got the Voldemort, Voldemort looking. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was kind of surprised they didn't go that route. Um it's kind of weird just seeing Christian Bale's face. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. grayed up. So that's my only like nitpicky whatever. But at the same time, it's like Christian Bale is going to nail it. So it's so interesting. You brought that up. That's a great point because, um, you know, somebody brought it up on the internet that now that they don't have his face being VFX and also mm-hmm. being compared to Voldemort, we get a more like solid performance from Christian Bale. That's, that's not being true. distracted wearing his face. But I also like, you know, I think that maybe by the end of the movie, he kind of reaches like his ultimate form that maybe. might be might be more in line with what in the comics happened, you know, like Frieza mm. or like Cell in Dragon Ball Z, where like, this is not even my final form, you know? And so as he kind of becomes more obsessive and demented by the necro sword that we see in the trailer mm. we might see mm. him become more like deteriorated and, and transform into the gore that we know. Uh, but he's got the teeth and you know, uh, that shot was it, really good when he like, yeah. when he bears his teeth and it's all like bloody yeah. or whatever. That yeah. Was yeah. A- <laughs> yeah and it's you cool. could tell, I, yeah. oh, sorry. No, no, go for it. Uh, you could, uh, so there's that one moment where all God, he says, uh, all gods must die or yeah. all gods will die. And you see his face looks rather normal, but throughout the rest of the trailer, you see he's starting to get scars across his face and mm. it's a bit more battered and run down. So I think like maybe, I, and I don't know much about the character, but like a lot of this, his journey kind of consumes his physical being much like Voldemort or whatever. But yeah. uh, to your point about the, you know, the comic book look, I feel like people should have come to expect that, with most of the Marvel characters in the Marvel universe that we've kind of shared that, you know, comic book feel, or at least that like cartoony look about a lot of characters, mm-hmm. you know, like oh. if, if they had stuck with Thor, like the actual Thor look that they tried to start with in the first movie, you know, it, it does look a little cartoony when you put it up against, you know other characters like they they tone it down a lot like hawkeye scarlet witch you know the i mean the scarlet amount- witch started out scarlet witch started out with just a leather jacket you know what yeah I mean? exactly mm-hmm. and then she slowly and transformed then, into yeah. the scarlet witch and, and i mean still even then it's very subtle you know yeah, it's just totally. kind of like a variation of that look um it's all very grounded in that respect and i mean yeah it would have been cool to maybe make him look more alien-like but you know i feel like taika waititi is a very he knows uh, what he's doing he's a very visual director and to your point like 
you get to just see more of Christian Bale doing his thing, which mm-hmm. is all we want. All we, at the end of the day, that's all we want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me ask this. Do you guys want him, Christian Bale, to be like a MCU villain? Or do you guys want him to be like the Thor villain for this movie? And then he's done. Oh, uh, I, oh, hello. I, I guess I, well, I've never, <laughs> I, I've never really thought about it. I, I assume going into most Marvel movies that the main villain, they're one and yeah. done, right? They're one and you're, you're done. You're talking like and, a Loki situation the, where we kind of continue uh, on especially with the story with Thor, into other movies. I mean, like mm-hmm. that seems to be kinda, a running thing aside from Loki, yeah. obviously, but Loki is more complicated relationship because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he, he comes and goes, would I like to see more of Christian Bale? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, but I guess it just depends on how the story goes. Um, I do feel like some things are going to happen in this movie, but I don't want to say for fear of spoilers. And I mean, it's pure, purely hypothetical. We can speculate. We can, we can speculate. Go I got to speculate. There's a scene, a uh, shot where you see Gore fighting um, Valkyrie. Yeah, mm. and honestly, the moment I saw that the first time watching this trailer, I was just like, "Well, she's a goner." Oh no! I didn't uh, think she was a goner. I think I think there was somebody else I was thinking was going to be a goner. Um, Thor? No, because I think I mean I, I think don't know. I I think a character I think uh, Zeus Russell Crowe's character oh, for might sure. be a goner. But yeah. I think they're only introducing him to kill him off, you yeah. know, to lend itself to the whole God Butcher thing. But I think that Valkyrie will be the uh, emotional. Oof, the one. He, oh, man. That, that would that be would, my yeah. bet. Uh, that like, would give a reason. That, that would give a reason for like uh, Thor, Chris Hemsworth, Thor to like become king of Asgard again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, because the huh. whole premise, at least of the first trailer, was uh, him trying to put aside his, you know, warring ways or whatever, mm-hmm. and take a more peaceful life but maybe the tragic death of somebody else which thor has had to deal with plenty of mm. uh, and i'm again purely speculation but in that moment i it was genuinely afraid for valkyrie i don't uh, know so, Do you know what's interesting about that too is that like after in the comics i mean it's all it's ever evolving and i just got a new thor comic to or new avengers comic but um Currently, what happens is when she gives up her her mantle as Thor, uh, she becomes Valkyrie, and so she uh, Jane Foster. So she oh. helps she helps bring souls into um, what's it called Valhalla. Valhalla, and that's what the Valkyrie does. Their job is to bring the souls from right. you know wherever to Valhalla, and so you know if that happens, that would be a great like emotional reason to put Thor back into like being king of Asgard, yeah. and then we could transition Jane Foster into being like... Valkyrie. The Valkyrie role of bringing souls into Valhalla, which is, you know, in the comics, it's a really cool thing where she can see, uh, like, there's a big, like, purple skull bubble over people's head, and she can tell when they're about to die, you know? And so uh, it's a really great visual where she can see everyone in New York and see, like, how much how close to death they are. And the bigger the, the skull over their head the closer they are to death, and then she kind of takes Ooh. their souls into Valhalla. So, you know, it would be a way to transition and move people aside. I love Valkyrie. You know, Tessa yeah, Thompson's no. Valkyrie. But that's a great point. I could totally see that happening. 
It's, uh, you know, I feel like they are going to have to emphasize just how powerful gore is. And mm. I'm, like I said, Russell Crowe, I think, is there to be dispensable. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, like I said, there's a scene, she's by herself. And, you know, obviously trailers are out of context, you never know what's going on, but just like my reaction to that moment, I was just like, oh, fuck, Valkyrie's going to yeah. die. But uh, hey ho, I hope I hope not. I and do I, and I, I do enjoy Valkyrie and her relationship with Thor and their back and forth because she's essentially ruling Asgard while he's oh new Asgard while he's off Earth. Dude, right? dude, their relationship is the reason why I watch Men in Black International. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I saw Ragnarok and I saw him again. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch this like other spiritual sequel where they're, they're both in it doing <laughs> their shenanigans. So yeah, I love their you know their chemistry together um you know I, I i loved the first teaser i think that got me in the mood in the zone yeah um i don't think this one gave me as much of like an enthusiastic excitement i'm already excited to see the movie but it didn't give me as like that same feeling i had with the tape teaser it wasn't it didn't one up it and uh but i love seeing gore and i loved uh what's it called that um, the flicking hard bit at the very end when <laughs> zeus flicks it you flick too hard. You know what I mean? Uh, I loved that. I thought that was hilarious. And then I saw someone on the internet say that he has this huge tattoo in his back yeah. and it looks like, uh, like a thing of Loki. And so that potentially he got a tattoo of his brother oh. on his back. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a neat little detail. But it's like uh, a tramp stamp tattoo. It's not tramp, it's his whole back. Isn't a tramp stamp like a tiny oh, tattoo? I, thought, I mean, the picture I saw, it looked like it was more towards his butt. I might be wrong. Hold on, I'm looking this up. I think it's his. I think his whole back is. Uh, I mean, let's uh, is, be honest. Is a, Thor is a bit of a tramp, you know. Right? Oh my but. goodness. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this is where is it? I can't find it. Yeah. Um, it's very exciting. Very exciting stuff. Who knows what's going to happen? A lot of crazy things. You know, the the weapon that Gore uh, wields is actually part of the symbiote, uh, in like Venom connection. Oh. So who knows? And and the and the, the weapon that Hella was using, I was just about to say, is technically the same weapon. So it's very, you know, he maybe he found the weapon that Hella so, lost and picked it up and is using it because it is a symbiotic thing. Introducing Venom, who yeah. knows? But yeah, go ahead, Miguel. No, I was gonna say shout out to IGN. I was just watching a video today where some guy was just like, "Yeah, that's the sword that Hella had." So I was like, dude. Okay. Shout out to me. Okay, I called this out ah. episodes ago. Do you not listen to these episodes? I called this shit out. No, <laughs> so said, shout out to me. Okay, I said the dude okay. from IGN. I said Luis Gonzalez. That's him. That's who okay. Oh, very nice. You, that's a smooth move you got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, and like also like this is you know if you have the opportunity, Thor: Love and Thunder comics one to twelve. Um, you know they're. Sometimes when you read comics, you, you feel like you're in the middle of something and you have, like, you've lost, like, what's going on? Who are these people? If you read Thor, Love and Thunder, 1 to 12, it's a nice, um, you know, story that's kind of like in a bubble where you can just, there's a beginning, middle, and end, and there's no really, like, uh, you know, loose ends to it. So if you want to get an idea of gore, most of gore is right there. Check it out. I really highly recommend it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I will say this, okay? 
can we, for the love of God, oh. give these people some real masks to wear? Because oh, man. I cannot stand how oh, digitally man. they looked. It was Louise. so Louise. bad. I literally scratched what? this out because I thought we weren't going to talk about it. I was I, so annoyed. By that. When I saw it on his face, I was like, is this a face tracking app on Snapchat that's it happening? Because it looks so bad. Bruv, get this guy a mat. People can build these things. <laughs> it looks it looks cool, you know, and it can just we, looks so bad. Can we specify what shot we're talking about? Are we talking about when Thor's wearing the helmet? The yes. Thor's wearing the big old helmet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And even and later... When oh. Jane Foster's walking in the scene, she's Hers, wearing one too. And it, that one's a little bit better, but I, it's still like I, I was a little bit that, rough. I was letting that was, go like from the very first trailer too. she showed up in. I was like, okay, yeah. they're going to work on that. But then, bro, when they like straight up, like he it was like with the wings of eagles across his face. Yes! I was just like, bro, <laughs> what, what are we looking at? Yeah. I, like, I, it took me by like, surprise. Yeah, that it one. took me out of the moment. I was just like, yes, this is what is happening. I was fine well, with the I was fine with the, like the Ragnarok one. I felt like that worked for the scene. That like when worked. he fought when he and fought it had some Hulk or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. It had some was motion that CGI with the too? Yeah. I don't what, know if what, it was the motion. I think you it can't was. Have a some of it was. These days? Oh. Yeah, man. But I, I feel know. like they were trying to like take a step further with this new one and this in this one. Yes. And I was yeah, just yeah. like, this was unnecessary. That was not the point. That was not the part of Ragnarok that I was like, give me more helmet. <laughs> yeah. I feel you, man. I, and it's just like, I don't know what's, I feel like we're trying to find the, they're trying to find the balance of it all, yeah. but let's be practical on this. And I'm, and, and I just like these capes. It's a helmet. Just put it on. It's a helmet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then these capes that I'm seeing are CGI. It just, yeah, I, I love Marvel, I'll, but this I'll is take the one a thing CGI that, cape. Honestly, I a will CGI too, cape but is it's fine. just like, but the mask. It's just was... like, how hard is it to get a fucking cape on there? I mean, I guess like, we want, it's just like, you want it to be perfectly flowing. You know, it's like, you know what? I like things not yeah. to be perfect. I want it yeah. to be, say it's like a difficult shot. Sure. Yes. You know, like even for what's it called? Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I watched the behind the scenes of that and his mask. They said they had problems with it because it kept uh, like near his jaw. Like pinching it billow, or whatever. It would, it would billow out and it would yeah. create like kind of a not a clean line around his jaw. So in post, they kind of cleaned it up. But the rest of his face is real. And that's, that's understandable. You know, it's yeah. like you have these point of references where it's like, that's real, that's real. And you can excuse some slight VFX Enhancements. Fixes. Yeah, like I'm fine with little enhancements, but when you just blatantly... Yeah. And, you know, when we, they were doing Avengers Endgame, those suits, those white suits were completely VFX. And I think for most of the time, it's pretty good and sometimes you can tell it's vfx and so i don't know if they're like well we pulled that off we can pull anything off well yeah. brother now well, you're do. doing 20 <laughs> disney plus shows yeah. plus movies like how the vfx i mean how how greedy are you gonna be about it anyway i'm just that's like one nitpicky thing that well I'm it also seemed like the thing that took me out of that moment was like right before it when he catches or tries to catch milner he's not wearing the fucking helmet yeah. No. So the very next moment, oh, he's yeah, yeah. like, Jane? <laughs> like, like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah. But yeah, mm. I, I'm, I, I'm an idiot. I guess I fell for it. I didn't realize it was fake, but um, it makes Dude, sense now. Watch it again. Uh, it is I'm such yeah. a. I hope they fix it. I mean, you but know, watching we, it we, on your so, phone. It's well, yeah. 
But well, there uh, you go. You know, uh, you gotta put it on the, you, Mr. What movie theater man wants to watch on the big screen, watch it on right, the phone. Blow me, Mr. <laughs> I mean, these, these are fucking trailers we're talking about. Thank you very much. Um, but it, uh, that, that's always one thing that always bothered me about Tom Holland's Spidey suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Is too. that like it? It looks like floating heads. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, there, to we, what yeah, point? Yeah. To what purpose? You know, just put on a I fucking was, suit. I was watching Iron counts. Man, and as much as like Robert Downey Jr. was having difficulty with it, there's like a shot of him where he's wearing the suit, and it's like, dude. Oh, sorry. There's a burp. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Lisa's he, on I'm fire like, tonight. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's really cool. I can actually see, feel the suit, and then it became cumbersome, and they, you know, reworked it. And, uh, but yeah, man, practical stuff. I feel like they always want to feel safe and have the ability to change things in post. Yeah, know? but it's just like it's a little excessive, though. Fuck, it's me. tough, and especially um, like the momentum they built. It's like they got to go, 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 and they can fix everything at the back yeah. end instead of the front end, but. I don't know. I really hope uh, you know somebody fights back on that. But I'm excited. Thor: Love and Thunder. People are still out. still too mad about the fucking She-Hulk thing. So you know. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, that's really too, hard too. Yeah, they don't care about helmets right now. Um, <laughs> um, but July 8th, it comes out. Really, July 7th. Okay, I'm sick of that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm sick it's of it. Six. This is yeah. It says July eighth, but come on, everybody. We all know it comes out the day before. Let's stop saying it comes out on a Friday. All these movies, they don't, they don't even do, they don't even do like Thursday midnight movies anymore. It's like Thursday two p.m. Yeah, show up after lunch. Come on in after lunch. You can go see it. So I'm gonna say it here. July seventh. There you go. Thor: Love and Thunder comes out. Um, any final thoughts on Thor: Love and Thunder before we continue our trailer? We're gonna see it. We're gonna we're gonna see it. All right, we got, uh, speaking of Avengers, Avengers Endgame and all that, uh, the Russo brothers, my favorite people um, uh, of the Marvel, are making their own movie now called The Gray Man. It's going to have Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and Ana de Armas. Okay. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. I actually don't know the <laughs> Can you say that again for me? Ana de Armas. Oof. Okay. Oof. <laughs> Uh, she's great. She's we've seen her in a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna list it out. Go to IMDb and help her IMDb score. Um, but let's see. What is this? What is this movie about? Do you know Ed? Yes. Okay. So it's apparently based on a book. I wasn't aware of this. Our good friend Sean let me know about that. Um, Shout out Sean. Shout out yep, to Sean. Right. So basically, uh, the Gray Man is a uh, you know hard to kill hitman, and uh, Chris Evans' character is uh assigned to basically assassinate him or kill him bring him down any means necessary uh i'm not clear on anna de armas or whatever nice. uh her <laughs> role in it i from what i can tell she's on ryan gosling's team <laughs> and uh <laughs> billy bob or billy bob thornton is the uh what's the word um attache or uh, Ooh, that's a fancy word. I gotta look that up. The uh, say know, that the, shit again, Ed. Ooh, yeah, dude, the, you say the, it again. Uh, attaché. Ooh, Ooh. Say, uh, now say it close <laughs> to the mic. Yeah, attaché. <laughs> Ooh, we love to hear it, folks. Um, so what is it? What's an attaché? Okay, I'm looking. Uh, just like the middle, uh, the uh, coordinator or the middle, okay. uh, or not the middleman, but the the boss who assigns. Uh, I, I think Ryan Gosling's character. 
Um, but man, I, I can't tell you how long, for a couple of weeks now, because I kept releasing stills from this movie, and I was just like, all right, so when's the fucking trailer? All right, when's the fucking trailer? <laughs> and it still didn't come. And uh, yeah, they finally dropped it. And I, I, I'm, I personally am pumped for this movie. Yeah. I And the last shot of this trailer kind of just like brings it like my very thoughts on it together it's just chris evans versus ryan gosling and i think that could be so fucking fun uh especially with the direction of the russo brothers who yeah. made captain america what Winter we Soldier. love about captain america yeah yeah you know all those action scenes are what elevated that character yeah so i think that these two going at it with their smarmy remarks like i can already tell their chemistry is going to be great yeah. uh and chris evans doing post captain america being this like real dick of a character with a cheesy mustache and a haircut and a tight polo like yeah, bring it. I, tight polo. I think this is going to be what uh ryan gosling calls it a trash dash like yeah i i think it's going to be so fun i think it's like uh it, yeah it, and what annoys me this is like one of the biggest things that annoys me and we'll get into it because we're doing this box office thing but like i think the gray man definitely has potential to be a huge box office hit and dude i was so shocked when i saw it it was like only Nef it was coming on netflix i was like yeah. what yeah. yeah like i want to see that what shit on waste. the big screen a, well, i want to see it so they're gonna have it released in theaters for a week prior okay. to its netflix release but you already know because netflix has pissed off so many people that yeah. it's going to be limited and the moment, the moment it hits Netflix, it'll probably be in theaters for an extra week before they take it out, take it down. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to see that. Theaters, I'm gonna try and see it in theaters. It looks like yeah. a big movie. So yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'm excited. I've, I've been excited. I am excited. And sorry, to, I don't know. Yeah. I definitely don't feel like this is. I'm gonna come in with a hot take. Oh, uh, hot. I don't. Uh, I don't think this is a movie theater movie. This definitely strikes what? me as like an as a Netflix film on the same par as that Ryan um, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock movie that came out. You know, it was like Netflix, it was like Netflix's number one movie. This is going to be Netflix's number one movie for a while. You know what I mean? I, I while I appreciate the Russo brothers, I think they definitely have like a certain style of action. And it just so happens to work really well for Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what? Michael Bay even had a movie on Netflix. With I'm, right, I'm with saying that, I'm not. I'm not terrible. Shit. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I didn't see it, but I'm just saying. I didn't see it, but everybody <laughs> said it was terrible. So, I, this is definitely one of those movies that, for me, like as, a, as just like a general Netflix user, I would be like, no, I don't need to go see this movie in theaters. It's, it's right on Netflix right now. You know what I mean? Me and Ed are going to go to the theaters holding hands. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah at we'll fly to LA. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> I need a vacation. No. Yeah. No, seriously. Have a fun time without me, okay? No, no. <laughs> no, you want to stay on your you want to stay on your couch and watch it on Netflix. So. Right. I don't know. I kind of do. I kind of do. Joke uh, it's, it's super cheap. It's super cheap to do that. <laughs> I mean, Miguel, it's already paid for. Miguel, you were talking about the fight. Was you know? Was uh, no Ed? Who? God damn it! Who said the set? Who said uh, about the final shot? Got him Me. hyped. Okay, because I'm excited for this movie. <laughs> All right, so I will say though, because I'm excited too. The final shot did that thing that every like yeah. action stuff does, where it's like, oh yeah, two Man. people coming at each other, 
Yeah. About to punch each other and then it cuts away. Bro. Two of the sexiest like, men alive. Where do those punches land? I, the, where do those punches land? Like, I never see like the follow up of those punches. You know what I mean? They People always cut away from those punches. Yo, like, every, I remember it hilarious. happened in Thor Ragnarok. I remember it happened in like a CW Supergirl show. Like, oh, they, they're always cutting away. Oh, God. But it's fine. Um, uh, spoiler, I'm excited. Alert, spoiler alert to oh. my, my opinion on this when we're going to talk about it for the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But they oh. definitely have a stupid ass shot like that in that movie where like <laughs> do they, where do they cut away Bane, as well. You, but yeah, but it's like in the movie they cut away. It was like, what were yes. you doing with that shot? That was not. Where good. is what? What happens next? I want to talk to yeah. a fight choreographer and be like, okay, these two people are attacking each other. Bro, what is the next move? You I know? just when we watch that movie, I just want everyone to to watch that moment where they just punch at each other and you just go like, y'all look dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so we got we got we got a heavy episode, so we're gonna move on through. Uh, you know, th- I'm excited for this one. Okay, yeah. uh, three thousand years of longing, uh, directed by George Miller. I think this is his first movie ever since Mad Max, right? Yeah, his last yeah. movie. Correct. Um, it's got Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, and it's based on a book. <laughs> well, um, it's really cool. Maybe uh, Ed, do you want to? I mean, you, you're throwing these trailers down. Do you want to? <laughs> Leave this one again because so, this looks really cool. Well, I, I mean, I don't know much beyond uh, beyond that it uh, premiered at Cannes, and oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, so far pretty good reviews, but um, I mean, yeah, hot off of Mad Max Fury Road, I'm ready to see anything that George Miller throws at us, and this has been apparently a passion project of his, and uh, it just looks like almost in the same vein. Not obviously uh, as weird or whatever, but it just looks fun and very visceral, yeah. uh, like uh, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. And it's just like, I- I'm here for it. Like, it looked like a lot of fun. Uh, from what I understand, uh, Tilda Swinton uh, buys this uh, lamp, for lack of a better word, yeah. uh, brings in Idris Elba, who then goes on to tell her you know she has three wishes but then like tells her the his history uh of being essentially a genie i guess uh they have there's another term for it but i don't the know gin, what it is right gin a gin is that right i think so it's and, spelled d g i n n but i think the d is silent and it all <laughs> it all builds up to her you know making a wish that you know is she gonna free him? Is she not? I don't know. Me no no. Uh, but I, I I'm excited. Tilda Swinton obviously is great. Uh, yeah. Idris Elba also like it's gonna be it'll be interesting to be sure. It's gonna be kind of wild. Uh, knowing George Miller, but um, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's it's based off of uh the Gin in the Nightingale's Eye. It's a 1994 collection of mythical short stories by British novelist. Oh, as by it hey. uh yeah no the visuals really excite me you know i think i'm always a proponent and uh for new i mean i guess it's based on a book but still like uh like stuff that isn't locked into famously known ips um yeah. you know and so this is this is something that we should all go and support and let people know hey we want more original type of content even though it is based on a book but still um <laughs> it's but a romance point- fantasy yeah. yeah i mean it's not yeah it's not something that we would have anticipated as george right. miller's next movie 
No. Mm -hmm. You know, or, you know, any director who just came off with the success of Mad Max, you know what I mean? They would have yeah, gone I mean, straight I wouldn't have expect, straight I wouldn't into expect to see a romance movie no, from yeah. George Miller. Like, okay. And again, uh, headlining with Tilda Swinton, like, yeah. bring it on. I think that would be fantastic. I hope it is. I, you know, I did a Google search here, and I, it's very strange and it scares me, but I'm still going to go watch it. Uh, there's ratings already up, I guess, from the reviews from Cannes. Um, yeah. IMDb gave it 5.8 out of 10. Oh, tomato 65% and then an oh, IndieWire yeah. 3.5 out of 5. I am not going to like listen to these reviews. I'm going to go and check it out myself and make my own opinion. Uh, yeah. But I'm interested to see why it got those reviews in the first place, hmm. whether it's like people not getting it or people yeah. having other expectations. Okay. Uh, but I'm here for it. And, and also, can Let me ask reviewers or critics are notoriously uh, melodramatic? Mm. <laughs> I buy that. What? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Miguel. Let me ask. What was their like standing ovation like? You know what I mean? What, isn't one? Isn't this one of those like festivals where they like give yeah. like a ten? Minute... This one. This one got a six minute standing ovation. Six out of this I, one. Like, I want to wow. meet the guy who apparently makes these reports. Like, oh yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a solid six minutes, bro. Um, yeah, I, that's all I read. It was specifically six. So. I'll take for it. this movie. It had six minutes. A six-minute standing ovation. Yeah, that's wow. goddamn hilarious. I feel like uh, Top Gun got more than that. You know what I mean? No, get out of here. No, Top look Gun. it up. No, look it up. Top, Top Gun has been getting. I uh, mean, I know, I know, Top Gun's been getting good reviews, but I can't imagine people giving Top Gun a longer ovation hey, than six minutes. How many minutes? I I couldn't tell you specifically, but I, that, I do. Who, I why do we even have a you long... on this podcast? Ed? <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. No, uh, no, okay, but I mean, six minutes in general, like that's a stretch. I can't have be you clapped that six long? minutes. I know. No, no I'm not I, saying I hate it's it when right. people clap that long. I hate I it. I mean, when people I, in clap. theater, it makes sense because they come on stage, they leave, and then yeah. they come back on, then they leave, and then they come back on, and then they bow, and then they bow. Uh, it's yeah. like that never makes sense. It's still that, like, well, at least that it's, it's like okay, I, I get it because I see pe there's like it's kind of a narrative. People are leaving, people are coming, people are leaving. Yeah, yeah. But if it's just like rolling credits, am I clapping straight for what? Well, so it can. They usually. You know, the cast and crew—they come out. They're they're they're, they're okay, either okay. in the audience or they bring them out on stage okay. for a Q and A or whatever. Um, yeah, Can is a funny beast. I would love to be a fly on the wall. We gotta get I sponsored say, like, so we can go actually to a person who can go there. But yeah, uh, because yeah, it's so melodramatic and funny, like. Every movie gets booed at some point or another. And, you know, who goes to a movie to boo at the screen? Okay, like, fuck off. I take uh, that back. That sounds awesome. Okay, that, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Who wanna... is doing that? Who's that rude to be booing at a theater? I don't know. Do, I don't know. Pretentious listen, years. You, no, 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 pretentious listen, French listen. critics. Listen, listen. When you when Bro, you, went you to, make a movie, when you went to Avengers Endgame and fucking so and so did such and such, you were like, yeah. no, this is amazing." Who wouldn't, I mean, I want that, who wouldn't want that opposite effect where you could be like, this fucking sucks. Boo! <laughs> My endgame experience okay. was a baby crying and one guy saying, oh, come and, on. And imagine, then the mother of said child saying, shut up. Okay, I was like, but just oh imagine if every single one of those people <laughs> booed that baby right then. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, would be, that would be Hilarious. cinema at its, at its highest form. 
You you know what? The opposite of this. Sorry, this is uh, um, and thought of something else was David Cronenberg has a new movie. Uh, Crimes of the Future. Oh, I can't oh. wait. And it came out on cans, and people, after five minutes, left the movie yo, yo. because of what was happening. Okay. And he so predicted that. He predicted, he predicted that. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that is that is crazy. Because every, oh, I think with every one, nearly almost all of uh, David Cronenberg's movies that he's uh, premiered at Cannes, somebody has already walked out. You know what I mean? Like... Like I said, people are so melodramatic at this festival, it's absurd. Because you go to any other festival like Venice or uh, the New York Film Festival, yada yada, and you don't hear about walkouts or people booing or whatever. It's like people like to get theatrical at this festival. That's what makes it so fun. And it also, like the, you know, the, the almost the most controversial film will get the Palme d'Or. Or the you know the uh, any like grand jury prize or whatever. It's it's a lot of nonsense, but it's so much fun. Uh, it's like movie politics at its best. Dude, no, sign me up, absolutely. Dude, no, I I hope we get sponsorship <laughs> so Ed can go. You know what I mean? Ed, please go. Uh, okay, and and stand up. Yeah. I want I want I need two clips. I need one clip of Ed booing some movie that's yes. bullshit. <laughs> I'll do it. Just I need, for the hell of it. And then I need a clip of Ed clapping for seven minutes straight, just so I can be like, <laughs> "You son of a bitch! You said you'd never do it." Oh man, I hey, I've clapped for a long time for like operas and stuff. I've tried to clap at a movie, and people tell me not to. <laughs> um, like, uh, I wanted Who would to do clap. That? Who someone clapped and said not to? They're like. <laughs> Stop clapping. It must have yeah, been like no, a day, literally. Right? I'm trying to think of what it was. I want to say Spider Man No Way Home, and our friend Mike stopped me. Uh, oh he was just like, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get into movies. I'm passionate about it, but I <sighs> won't, like, and there's maybe like maybe one or two movies where I have felt compelled to leave, but I have never walked out of a movie. Uh, no, that's a lie. I have that's, walked out of a movie come on. because I fancied a girl. Um, oh. <laughs> Ah, back in high school, but it was also a shit movie. So, um, hey ho. Anyway, well, there we, you go. We are we are excited to see it. Um, there. So to keep going on our trailer, we got two more trailers. Uh, if you've seen it, if you're a fan of it, uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. That means bum, it's going to be a bum. second one. Yep. Bump bump bump. Uh, and Tom Cruise is doing what he does best and is running. Uh, we got to see him run in this trailer yeah. and you know there's like a statistic every time tom cruise runs in a movie it does well yeah. so this is gonna do well uh, <laughs> uh you know we talked about this in our text chain and we all were like what did you say miguel what did you say about mission impossible i just cannot and this is no offense ed okay like i just can't keep track of these movies I, I watch a trailer and I go, yeah, didn't I just watch this? Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there going, like, when does he break his, break his ankle? And that, that was the last movie he yeah. broke his ankle. I was like, when yeah. does he, when does he like, hang on the side of the plane? That's this one, right? They were like, no, that was two movies ago. And I, yeah. I don't know. I can't keep up with these. Yeah, I remember that when the other one came out, uh, whatever it was. I, I, I had What's that? Fallout? Yeah. Yeah, Fallout. Uh, I was like, I went back and was getting like a recap of all the movies because I was like, wait a second, did that happen? Already? Yeah, didn't 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 people go rogue already? Wait, didn't like, <laughs> shut down already? 
Wait, hey, didn't they spoiler terminate alert, Mission Impossible? Spoiler alert, Tom Cruise goes rogue in every fucking one of these yeah, movies. But that's the like, it's like, I, I want to uh, yeah, see... Yeah, exactly. But you know it, what? If it's going against sh- the system. For everyone shitting on Mission Impossible 2, you know, I understand. It's got John Woo, it's got the dubs. But in that one movie, no one's going rogue, okay? And I don't think anyone goes rogue in Mission Impossible 3 either, right? He does. Oh, he goes rogue. Well, yeah. Okay, Mission he, Impossible 2 then is the only it, one where he actually does a mission like, without like anybody a, going wrong, internal affairs getting involved. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's always going up against his own agency, yeah. essentially. Like, they're telling him, don't do it, Ethan. And then he, he goes and does it. And that's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just couldn't believe it when it was it happened again. We're like, we're shutting you down yeah. or some sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, this whole trailer was like the most Tom Cruise trailer, aside from the running, uh, like that opening shot, like you were saying, that guy, that old guy talking to him, and then you just have that shot of Tom Cruise just doing the reaction, he, oh, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just like, oh man, this is such a, there's like a shot in a nightclub, there's a shot of him mm-hmm. jumping off of something very high, you know, and he's riding a horse in this one, like, um, yeah, and then three very generic-looking white women. Um, it's <laughs> it's just... Uh, I'm here for it, though. It's so much... Like, Fallout was an incredible movie. It's probably... And granted, I, I haven't Here's seen the thing. all of the Mission Impossible ones, but Fallout was great, and so I'm excited for Ed, this one. Yes, Miguel. You, you talk about Mission Impossible Fallout more than any other Mission Impossible movie, and if you put that trailer on right now... I feel like the general audience could okay. tell like this is something this is something a little different than the rest of them. You know what I mean? It looks really good. I don't think this movie's going to top that. Fallout? I feel like this one is no. Yeah. yeah. I don't think this current one is going to top Fallout. And uh, it's I, it's definitely a high bar. Um so yeah. I I do go into it with caution because it's like I mean, weirdly enough, I wouldn't even call myself the most avid Mission Impossible fan because I haven't even seen the first What? I haven't seen the first one. Um, or the second one, but you you almost exclusively talk about Are Mission Impossible serious? movies. The first one, Fallout. I say Fallout. Fallout. I didn't like Rogue Nation, uh, and then Ghost Protocol but, but, was but Ghost cool Protocol in theaters. Was top notch. Well, that was cool in theaters, and really, it comes down to one scene. Uh, mm-hmm. The rest of that movie is so so, but Fallout is great from beginning to end. I feel. I'll say this: the the other thing I wanted to say about this specific trailer was. As far as like a Tom Cruise movie, I am more excited for Top Gun than I am this Mission Impossible movie. Oh, okay, all right, that's fair. I don't know. I Here's don't know a if question feels for you, way. Miguel. If it Go was ahead. on Netflix, <laughs> oh, bro, no, nah, bro. No, this is an HBO Max content right here. Okay, <laughs> like you, you don't, you don't just like step down. Okay, this is a <laughs> no. That's fair. Uh, no, that's I would one hundred percent watch this movie. Uh, on, on streaming, I kind of want to watch all of them. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. seen Fallout, although yeah. I've seen that trailer a million times. I know what Ed's talking about. That Henry Cavill pump pump. pump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sexiest you know, it's, fucking fight I've ever seen. It's so good. <laughs> it's actually it's a really good fight. That, that uh, bathroom scene. That is such a good scene. Uh, it's a good, and I mean, yeah. one of many great scenes in that movie. Um. um Ed's favorite bathroom scene, though, is Eastern Promises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, another shout out to David Cronenberg and Vico Mortensen. Um, there you go. 
Uh, so Christopher McQuarrie is uh, who did, who helmed Rogue Nation and Fallout. Yeah. Um, he's written and directing this one. Uh, yeah. Part one will be followed by obviously part two in 2024, which is expected to be the final appearance of Cruz as Ethan Hunt. Because he'll be dead. Because uh, he'll be dead. Uh, no, yes. I mean, I mean, he's he's done this for a while. I was always wondering how, when he's going to stop, and it seems like this is a chance for him to stop, especially for it being like a big old yeah. like. Yes. Part one, part two of an of a thing. Yeah. I mean, he is currently, and it's called 50, Dead Reckoning. In July third, he will be sixty years old. Hey, yeah, which is like amazing. Like you wouldn't look at him and be like, "You are a sixty year old man." He, yeah. him, and I was looking up Brad Pitt because I'm excited for um, Bullet Train. Yeah, yeah. And Brad Pitt is also he is fifty eight, and he looks good on Bullet Train. So, you know. <laughs> That's what you get yeah. with Hollywood money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, keeping this moving along, we're going to end it up on the final trailer, Bros trailer. Uh, this is, what's it called? Bros. Bros. And that's it. So anyway, no. <laughs> uh, it stars uh, Billy Eichner in it. Uh, it's directed by Nicholas Stoller, coming out September 30th. Uh, it's Bros. It's an upcoming American romantic comedy film um, directed by Nick Stoller from a screenplay by himself and Billy Eichner. What what is this movie about, Ed? Uh, so Billy Eichner plays a uh, podcaster who, uh, I guess, falls in love. I don't know. It's like a romantic comedy. But it's a romantic it's comedy. The, yeah. the, the gist of it is that uh, all the roles are played by people of the LGBTQ plus community, yeah. even the straight characters. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. So it's just... Yeah, uh, which is weird to say in 2022. Uh, like, but it's also weird because, you know, people in the LGBTQ plus community were played by straight people in the past. Of course, so I think, yeah. I think it's making a commentary about it, like, hey, you know, you uh, play yeah. us, we'll play you kind of situation. And yeah. I, yeah, and I think this, I mean, it looks like a lot of fun. Me and Sarah were kind of cracking up at the trailer yeah. uh, the other night, and... Uh, it actually lands just outside our date timelines for this blockbuster thing, but I honestly think this will be a big hit. Uh, and uh, kind of like in the same vein as Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. In that respect that it's just like reaching out to a massive demographic that hasn't had that kind of representation before. Yeah. Uh, at least not like fully throughout like the entire movie, you know what I mean? Uh, so, and everybody loves Billy Eichner. I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like, right. Like he, people yeah. love him, right. He's like, you see him and you're just like, yeah, I'm here for it. Um, so, uh, and he looks great. He looks like he's in shape. Um, so, uh, <laughs> he, he's not just like the disgruntled gay guy in whatever sitcom or, movie he shows up in it uh so it looks fun uh, i thought it looked funny and i like i said i think it's going to be kind of like a big hit later in the like at the end of summer uh so yeah yeah no it looks really cool i'm excited um you know if you i, I know this isn't directly with the movie but if you like billy eichner hulu has a show called difficult people um oh, yeah. where he stars with uh Julie Klossner and she she created it but um it's really funny you know i think it's something to put on in the back in the background in the sense where like you know you can watch it laugh keep going uh but i really like the show 
too. I feel like it's in the same vein. Um, but I'm excited to see just a little bit of different diversity. You know, we always get the same kind of movies and we get to get a little taste of what that world is like yeah. in a funny and good way. Um, and he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I think it could be a fun room. Um, so those are the trailers to look out for. That's coming out on September. When is that? September something? September. Uh, September early. September 30th. <laughs> Late. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, uh, so Labor Day is early. That's Labor right. Day is, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. Okay, so uh, now we are going to move on to our next segment. We're doing the summer okay. movie wager. Okay, so if no one knows, and I'm sure you don't, uh, I, I used to listen to this podcast called Slash Filmcast, and they would do this thing called the summer movie wager. Um, basically, what we do is we try to predict which movies are going to be in the top 10 box office, and we try to nail exactly to the number which will be the number one number two number three number four there is a point scale to all this um oh man there's a point scale to all this where we let me see if i can find it real quick what the points are but we are going to do our best and we're going to try to predict which movies we think are going to hit at what spot in the box office market um as i look for the rules here play along i'm sorry this is again uh, an idea from Slash MovieCast. So if you want to watch them, they're doing it right now. Shout out. Uh, shout out to them. Shout out to them for that. You know, and unfortunately, I don't have the numbers or the rules. But basically, if you're close, you get a lot of points <laughs> and you win. Uh, and I think what we're doing for the stakes here, we didn't follow up on it, was whoever uh, wins here has to force one of us to watch a certain movie, right? All of us. No, I all thought. of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they force all of us to watch it. So if Ed wins, we all have to see an Ed movie. And oh, so you on guys and so are forth. so fucked. <laughs> here's my criterion login you guys <laughs> and here's a short list um yeah, so what we're gonna oh, do is <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna go uh from number 10 to number one and we will decide uh you know we'll, we'll put who we think is gonna be all those things are we talking uh, about sure... sorry are we talking about oh. wild wild cards too Let's do the wild cards at the end, I think. That'd be, okay, I think that'd cool. be fun. Okay, okay, cool, um, cool, cool. What's it called? So what we're going to do is we're going to go from 10 to 1. And, oh, these are movies that, uh, for our situation here, it's a little bit different than Slash Movie Cast. But in our situation, we're going to start on Labor Day weekend. So this weekend, all the way to the end of August. And then at the end of August, we'll come back, we'll compile everything, and then we'll finally give our answers. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to, who wants to start? you okay perfect i wanted to start so my what i think is going to be a number 10 in the box office is a movie called the black phone uh it's a horror movie by scott deckerson um it's coming out june 24th and i think it's going to be number 10 because it's a horror film by scott derrickson Uh, i just repeated myself completely uh he directed dr strange he directed um god what was the other movie not was it sinister um anyway he's a really great horror director and it's the middle of June. I don't think a lot of people are going to see horror films, but I think it's going to make just enough movie, just enough money to hit number 10. Uh, all right. I'm passing the ball to Ed. Okay. My number 10 uh, is 3,000 Years of Longing. Uh, mm. And I'm basing that purely on the. Uh, are you questioning the date? Yeah. Please? August 31st, it comes out. Yeah. That counts, so right? Y- y- it has. Yeah. I mean, it has oh, one it weekend. Counts. Yeah. Yeah, but it has one weekend to make yeah. a bunch of money. Oh, fuck me. Um, 
No, it's already there. You already said it. There's so many. (laughs) There's so many movies that could be in that. All right. Well, whatever. I'll stick with it. Um, I'm sticking with it. so, I'd love to see it. I hope it gets a lot of money in that one week. Uh, and purely because coming off of Mad Max Fury Road, uh, George Miller has also had success with like the Happy Feet movies. Uh, so I think another like that's going to draw the same crowd, but I think it will garner enough hype maybe to... Uh, well, now I feel stupid, but... Well, um, you know, but no. honestly, honestly, when we were doing this, I, I looked at the date. This was going to be who's, on my list, who, too. By the way, who is writing with a felt-tip pen? I Sorry. hear that. It's a squeaky, <laughs> squeaky felt-felt. Um, <laughs> I don't want to forget these notes, so I'm trying to real quick with it. No, Ed, I would have picked that movie, too, in my list if it wasn't released so late. Late. I guess I didn't... I can't, I needed to follow up on that date. I guess that that cutoff time. So, you know, whatever. It's, fuck it. That's it's number it. ten. It's number ten. Yeah. It's not like I have a number one. All right, guys. All right. No, Ed. Ed, live, live that. Okay. I'm I'm already past my martinis. I'm onto my beer. Here we go. Okay, uh, Miguel. What do you got for number ten? That's gonna hit top for the box office. Okay, so everyone, shut up now. Uh, this is my top ten, starting with ten. Elvis. I feel like the Baz Luhrmann yeah. Elvis movie. Uh, rabble, rabble, rabble. No, no, no. Uh, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> it has more weekends. Okay? Yeah. So. <laughs> that it does. That it does. That is my only thought. <laughs> and more, more sex yeah. appeal, I would say. And to Ed's point, this is my number 10. Okay? Like, this yeah, is where I put it. totally feasible. Yeah, no. I mean. All right. There uh, perfect. Uh, I'm going to go back to number 9. Here I am. Uh, my number nine is DC League of Super Pets. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we have some children uh, movies coming out and they do well in the summer mm-hmm. because kids mm-hmm. love to see these movies with their family. Mm-hmm. More tickets because imagine you're a parent and you're going to buy all these tickets for you, your wife, your kid, your kid, and your other kid. So I, uh, I'm doing DC League of Super Pets. I don't think it's going to be one of the top ones. It's coming out so July 29th. Yeah, it, well, it'll be top 10, but I don't think it's a top five. Okay. So it's coming out July 29th, a little bit late in the game. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be good, but I don't think it's going to be top five good. But that is where I'm placing it. Okay. Um, I almost had this in my top 10, but I did a lot of research for this list. Yeah. And, oh. uh, Warner Brothers animated movies, uh, at least in the last couple of years, have not made much money. So I was just like, nah, I don't know. Who really needs to see a movie about Batman's dog? Not yeah. I. You did. You did so much research that you knew that three thousand <laughs> years was gonna be right. <laughs> touche. All right, uh, touche. Miguel. What do you got next for Ooh, number nine? Wee. No, it's Ed's turn. It's Ed's turn. No, oh, he okay. just did. Wait. Oh no, no it's I not. didn't. Oh my no, god! I just I was criticizing you. That's right. You're criticizing my bad. Up. Excuse me. Okay. All right. Okay, number I'm, nine. I'm Number nine, uh, the Bob's Burgers movie. Okay, Ed. I feel like this movie is going to gain more traction definitely in the U.S. Uh, than overseas. Yes, Miguel. Oh, I, you know what? No, I made I'm a, sorry. I, I'm just... I'm, oh. I made a horrible mistake here. Oh. Uh, I forgot to mention, for this game, the way it's laid out in the podcast <gasps> that I was inspired oh by, my God. it's domestic box office. So oh. What? <laughs> That's horseshit. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we're we can... already on. This is recorded. I mean, come on. What does that mean? Should we do international? I mean, I've never done yeah, international. Yeah, absolutely no. international. Ed, we don't. Uh... America's the only thing that matters, okay? 
clearly write that not. down. Louis uh, bigot. So well, either way, Bob's Burgers going to Bob's Burgers going to do great in America. So that's good for you. I well. <laughs> Is that, is that fuck everything crazy? up? Uh, it fuck it up? fucks up a few things of my perspective. Yeah, you fucking bet. No, here's the deal. Um, here's the deal. Fuck it. To, here we are. We're already here. Okay. Doing Just write us down. Uh, all right. All right. Wonderful. Uh, Bob's hang Burgers. On. What was your number nine again, Luis? Oh, my number pets. nine was DC League of Super Pets. I'll say this, Super. Ed. I uh, I saw a clip of the Bob's Burgers movies recently. It looks yeah. hilarious. So And reviews have been positive. Um, if... And if I think any it's... adult animated movie is going to do well, I think Bob's Burgers is one of them. For sure. So, I, it's definitely got that kind of following, right? I mean, yeah. And I, I mean, I guess to my point, yeah, I do think it would do better domestically than overseas. So, great, good for me. I guess. I'm so right, annoyed. Miguel, right what do you got next? <sighs> okay, this is why I drink. This may, this may kick me in the balls. Um. My number nine is Bullet Train. Okay. Yeah, doesn't kick you in the balls at all because, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Luis's number eight. It's my number I eight. Know. I'm on a okay. I, I mean, spoiler alert, it's my number eight. So, okay. It comes out August 5th, but go, yeah, you want to give your Shay? It does your come out August 5th, but that, and that's why I put it so low on my yeah. top 10. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, I looked at the star power. I was like, okay, Brad Pitt, fucking literally the whole cast. Um, Bad Bunny. <laughs> Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. That's international. Sony, thing about it, is making this movie. Of course, Sony was like, yeah, Bad Bunny, let's be in another movie. So yep. Bad Bunny must be pretty good in this one. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Top 10, Bullet Train, number nine for me. Per yeah, number eight for me is Bullet Train. Uh, I think it's, you know, the people who did uh, John Wick and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to build a tiny little cult following that people are going to want to watch and, and see. Uh, Brad Pitt looks great. Action looks great. I think it's going to be a fun fun time uh damn i should have hmm no one I'm, I'm i don't think we ever talked about this trailer but i uh, because it came out a couple of weeks ago yeah i do feel like the trailer gives away way too much this is that's i think possible. there might be some secrets in there that we may not see uh, no I, I agree uh but i i feel like the structure of the like the very foundation of the story is him mm. surviving through a train yeah. I mean, that's... So you got to know that he's going to kill a lot of folks along the way. Yeah. And I think it would have been more fun had they only just like introduced the characters, but not the actual action scenes. But but I tell you what, even if they even if they spoil it a little bit, I mean, it's got a great cast. Like I want to see every single one of these people I... succeed. And I'm like, okay, let me see and, this movie. And I want to see the creative like action sequences with like the water bottle being thrown and all these oh, things. For like, sure, the way, yeah. All that stuff that, that was fun. Yeah, of like a John Wick that of like that's I want to see that choreography. That's why I'm going in to see it, you know. Sure, sure, sure. Um what is your number eight, Ed? Uh it rhymes with fillet lame and <laughs> it it's it's bullet train. Oh, okay. That's oh, number you're number eights too. This me. Okay, yeah. you guys. Back to back to back, baby. That's what we do. I'm still for us. super mad. I uh, feel like nine and eight, that's like a respectable. We feel like we understand where this movie's going to go. I, like yeah. an R rated action movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Late in the summer. But with Brad Pitt, like mm -hmm. good money, like it's not going to be like a, it's not going to be a bomb for sure. No, totally, totally. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Miguel, what is your number? What is your number eight? 
Okay, so we talked about animated movies a second ago. I'm definitely thinking about like, obviously, I'm a family man. I think about kids movies all the time now. And there's like <laughs> a handful of kids movies yeah. that I would take my kid to see. And on low on the list, you guys, low on the list, but it would take him. Minions, Rise yeah. of Gru. I'm yes. going to add this movie. Yes. <laughs> Do I think it's going to be, would I be like, this is my most anticipated movie? No. But Minions, you know what I mean? They so, draw people in. Th- this is exactly, and that's what this. what's fun about making this list. It's like, it's not what we personally will like or want. That's right. But that's it's right. what we we predict. Like, if we were marketing people and we were working in the studios, it's like we're trying to guess what the general public would like. I'm most. trying. I'm yeah, trying. Yeah. Minions coming out July first. I'll tell you. Um, oh, the the, the biggest yeah, yeah. thing that I'm putting this on this top ten for is because I watched this trailer the other day and fucking Eminem's like lose yourself in the moment. You won't. You got it. Yeah. They played that for this movie. When Eminem wrote that movie, do you think he was like, I really hope this isn't a Minions movie one day? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, in 2002, he was probably thinking, "What's a Minion?" Exactly. But, uh... Exactly. <laughs> But you know what? He saw that paycheck from Paramount. I do He's remember like, yeah. that scene <laughs> trailer. And I was like, "That's the song they went for for this movie." What the fuck is happening? But no, yeah, it whatever. hyped me up. I was like, "Let me I write mean, that down." Number eight. Minions have such a big cultural impact, like yeah. across the world. It's insane yeah. just how popular those movies are. It so. really is. I mean, so much so that Illumination Studios, their mascot, is officially is the, the minions. Minion. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, what I, what I was telling Kristen was like, you know what I mean? Disney uh, puts together these like lands for like Toy Story, Avatar, because yeah. they believe in those properties. Univer- uh, Universal is the same way. You go to Universal, you're definitely going to see like a Minions land. Oh, yeah. I mean, in L.A., when, you, when you're driving by Universal, you see a fucking yes. huge Minion yes. overtaking like a building. Like it is huge. So they are definitely like, we need our own Mickey Mouse and it's the Minions. It's the minions. Uh, so we're moving on up to number seven, right? Seven. Uh, yeah. My number seven is going to be Elvis. Uh, Boz Lerman. It's coming out June 24th. I feel like, you know, it's got uh, some legs. It's got a lot of time to be in theaters to help, um, you know, get some money in the box office. The reason why Bullet Train is so low for me is because it doesn't have that much time in the box office on August 5th. Uh, and I'm thinking Elvis might, you know, like pass right by it because uh, we might have some Boz Lerman heads out there uh, like mm. myself who want to watch it and it looks good every time I see the trailer I'm like yeah this looks dope and looks not like to mention Elvis heads I mean yeah Elvis heads come on I, like I think this because of Baz Lerman and Elvis this is going to yeah. reach a lot of generations of yes. audiences so yeah so that's my number seven Ed what's your number seven guess what Luis it rhymes with pelvis it's Elvis. <laughs> okay, good. Hey, look at us. Huh? I know. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, for the same there? reasons as I just said. Yeah. Damn. All right, Miguel, number seven. I'm going to say I put Elvis as my number 10 spot. I, I don't regret putting him that low. We'll no, see. We'll okay? see, man. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm putting, listen, we were talking about Idris Elba earlier. Yeah. I'm throwing it on there. Yeah. Beast. The oh. only reason why. Thank you. The only reason yeah. why I'm putting this one on there, besides the other one, because like I feel like George Miller is a really short name. Idris, Tilda, I feel like it's a solid product. It just comes out so late in our mm-hmm. in our summer. Yeah. 
and if any Idris Elba movie is going to do it, it's the one where he fucking punches a tiger or a lion, whatever, in the face. Okay, that's the movie. I feel like people want to see this summer. I did. I have not seen that. this trailer yet. I saw. I it watched came out it today. today. Do it. Do yeah. it. Uh, a, that might be a sneaky one. That's a good one, uh, Miguel. Okay. Did you guys ever see that uh, that movie with Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer about uh, it's like the Ghost in the Darkness? Uh, oh no! And it's basically about two lions who terrorize a town in South Africa. Is it good? No. Uh, Michael Douglas is the uh, kind of like the the you know the pro lion hunter who's called in to come and get them, and Val Kilmer's the guy who just like. He's a hippie. No, he's not a hippie. He's trying to kill the lions too. So, oh, uh, the conflict—the conflict is between them and the lions. But it's uh, it's very. This is a man versus nature. Got it. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Animal. uh, Where it's a funny story. Like my uh, my DVD rental, like my movie rental guy recommended it to me. He's like, oh yeah, it's a great movie. And I watched it, and I was just like, oh, fuck me. This- <laughs> I'm sorry, are we just going to ignore the my movie rental guy just told me I should watch Way this back, movie? I'm talking about really? like early, early aughts when I lived in KT, and yeah, I still rented DVDs from a DVD store. You know, shout out. Yeah. yeah, shout out Super to Super video. I love that. Yeah, I don't know where he is now, but I hope he's well. Uh, so, uh, you know, going, what is that? What was that, number seven? Yeah. My list isn't list doesn't have numbers, so I'm having a hard time. Oh, Luis, uh, my man. number six, I know, I know. My number six is uh, Minions: The Rise of Gru. Uh, oh man, coming out July first. I have it a little bit higher. Uh, I think just because you know oh, Minions and Despicable Me has a following coming out right in the middle of summer. Uh, I think it'll it'll do Ooh. pretty good. You know, a little bit more than Elvis and Bullet Train will. So yeah, Minions is my number seven. Ed, are we we've diverted six. paths here? Oh, six. Uh, Ed, what no, is your number? This six? is where we part ways, Louise. Goodbye, and my I friend. I cannot emphasize enough how much oh, my list was based on international. Oh, okay. oh god. Okay. Sets. I thought you. I thought you were about to take like a super anti-minion stance. I was like, okay, we get it. No, like- <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um. So my number six. Do it. Say it. Uh, is is nope. Okay, yeah, that's not bad. What are you? No, I know it's not bad. No, I'm upset about the whole list at this point. So far, um, so good. Do you think Nope is going to do better internationally than domestically? No, no, but it does alter several of my picks. Uh, Just generally speaking, I'll get it. I'll get into that later. This was you on the fly making this choice. No, no, no. This is where I had it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Based on international. Because okay. the funny thing about both of Jordan Peele's movies, they uh, made almost exactly the same amount worldwide. Uh, I'm talking uh, about us. I'm talking about mm. us and Get Out. Uh, both of those movies uh, raked in roughly around 255 million worldwide. Ah, uh, okay. Like exactly. Like how often do you That's see crazy. that? With that is very uh, yeah. follow ups, especially with. Get Out being such a big hit, you would think the follow-up would Ed, maybe exceed that. Yes, I see, that, I, see, I see that research coming through. All right? You know what I mean? I did hard uh, research for this, this list. Is, this and is it, is happy. it has all gone to pot. But, uh, and you'll see that later when I get to it. But anyway, we'll here see, we go. We'll see. All right. Miguel, what's your number six? 
Okay, my number six is an A24 movie. Oh, I love it. It's a buddies, buddies, buddies. It's bodies, bodies, bodies. Dude, baby. Miguel, you are putting out movies that I would not even, I haven't even put on my list here. Bro, I also did research in you the did. span of about 45 minutes of my I love day. It. <laughs> it's it's so, like back in high school again. I had a, I had a sick kid today. But yeah, no, I when I looked at it, I said, okay, A24. And there's a couple of A24 movies I feel like coming out this summer. Dude. But the reason why this struck me is it's like a super Gen Z cast. It's uh, Pete Davidson's there. There's like, uh, oh man, who else? There was someone else that I wanted to highlight. I didn't write it down. But it just, I looked at it and I said, this is the movie that I feel like it's potentially gonna people. people are going to go see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, if it's good, word of mouth will pull people in. Yeah, what I, I was telling what I was telling Kristen is this felt like uh, the millennial version, I mean the Gen Z version of, uh, of Scream. Uh, no, I was going to say Spring oh. Break, Spring Breakers. Uh, it just felt like it gave me like a like a fun vibe. Sure, dude. I, I just saw the trailer. Me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to oh. say I wanted to add. I want to. I want to put this in my uh, dark horse wild card yeah. category, Ooh. but I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to add it. I, I'm not going to adjust. I'll go ahead and say thing. it is one of my wild cards because yeah, uh, I just saw the trailer for the first time in front of men, and I was just mm-hmm. like, I could see how this would have a lot of appeal. Yeah, because uh, the, the trailer was, I was just like, okay, it's, I get it. It's very meta, and it's uh, it's my uh, number six. You know what I mean? I was like, I mean, that's pretty this high. Is, this is like my top bottom five. So okay, all right. Well, you know, uh, Ed had it as his number six, but for my number five, it's going to be nope. There you go. Uh, July 22nd. Um, yeah, I think it's going to do great, Ed. I think it's going to be a good movie. People like Jordan Peele. They want to see more. Absolutely. More. Uh, that's all I got to say. Ed, uh, what's your number five? Okay, so this is really where the international and domestic start fucking uh-huh. up. Let's hear um, it. Okay, so for number five, I have Top Gun Maverick. Dude, okay. Well, you're yeah. a dumbass. Hey. <laughs> oh, hey! Uh, well, so... God damn it. I, there are so many reasons why I ranked this low, and you'll see that in my top four. Um, <coughs> but it... Um, yeah, I mean, I think Top Gun, the first movie, was trash. Sure. I think that... It's gonna. This new movie is gonna lose a lot of its homoeroticism, which well, kind of just makes the first one so much funnier. Um, but I do think this is going to be a big hit, both domestically and internationally. Yeah. Uh, I think that people like Tom Cruise has done exceedingly well in holding back both this and Mission Impossible to release it now when people are almost prime and ready to go back to theaters Mm -hmm. and from everything we've seen and also at this point heard critically about this movie i think it's gonna do pretty well especially especially domestically uh in this regard so i do you guys i'm guessing you guys have a higher yeah yeah i tell you what ed i'll have more top gun opinions later down the line Ooh, <laughs> ed miguel what do you what's what do you got next for your number what is this five yo i, I you know ed you just put it as six luis you just put it as five nope, it's nope. that's my that's nope. my top five i feel like yeah. we have a good again 
a pretty so, good handle on where nope we feel like and bullet train i feel like are gonna be in the right place nope and bullet uh, train are in the right and place yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it i feel like this is definitely a top five movie of the summer you're gonna and see this in theaters right miguel I would totally see Nope in theaters. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. But to be honest, I the first time I saw Get Out was on an iPad. You know what I mean? Oh like, my I would. God. No, <laughs> listen, don't be mad. Luis is the one that showed it to me. Okay. Oh, like, I did. I did. That was not. you, bro. But at the same time, I love because that you haven't movie. seen it. He didn't see. We were in Jamaica, right? That's right. We were in Jamaica. We're in Jamaica, and and, and you, you didn't see. It, I was like, bro, slut? he did. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, you uh, gotta okay. watch this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was and it was amazing. I mean, even on an iPad. Yeah. And, you know, us, if you look at it and you go, you feel one way or the other about if it's better or, or worse than Get Out, yeah. it's still a really solid movie. And Jordan Peele has a really solid handle on what he's doing. So yeah, this is, Honestly. Nope for me, is absolutely a top five film of the summer. And it's one of the ones I'm most looking forward to. Yes, totally. Uh, my number four is going to match with Ed's number five, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, oh my you know, god, keep, you guys. <laughs> I keep hearing uh, you know, people raving about this movie. And when I saw it on IMAX before Doctor Strange, I was like, wow, if the editing and on the pacing of this matches be pretty cool. Uh yeah, I'm excited. I think it I think it's gonna draw some people into it. Uh that's it. Ed, what's your number four? Uh <laughs> it is uh Lightyear. And okay. the reason why I had it lower or what I would consider lower at this point was because uh, Pixar pisses off a lot of international markets. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I see. I see what you're of, saying. Yeah. Because of its inclusion of like LBGTQ characters, which this movie reportedly does, uh, and Pixar takes a strong stance on that. So I didn't think it would fare as well as some movies, but obviously it's Pixar. Man, it's a buzz. It's Buzz Lightyear that so mm-hmm. many people, you know, yeah. this is a love character taken in a new direction. Uh, the trailers look great, and I think, yeah, I mean, that's just where I ended up with again with an international perspective. But I think that's where it will land. Honestly, uh, I think for it, me, honestly, it'll do great. Sorry, I just want to say, I I think Lightyear is going to do way better domestically than internationally. Uh, No, I agree. I I think you're absolutely right. So this is why I'm... uh, I'm sorry. I don't understand. It's a great spot. Okay. I personally think, just listening to your fours, I'm worried because I have some, like, twos and ones. Uh, Lightyear, for me, is absolutely number four spot. I think it is going to be the hottest... uh, I don't know why oh, I said sorry. hottest. That is your four. <laughs> I think Lightyear. Yeah, my number four. Yeah, okay. I think Lightyear is going to be like the family film of the summer. Yeah. My totally. my son, yes. for me personally, I know I'm biased. My son, this was the first time he saw a movie trailer and said, "I'm going to watch that." You know what I mean? Whoa, really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "I want to this," and then he wanted to That's watch so that same cool. trailer like over and over again. So this yeah. is, I think, going to be the first movie that I take him to, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and to me, just because of what I think are going to be the top three, I think this is absolutely primed for top four spot. Can I ask you, just so the audience can know as well, how old is Forrest? For the audience to know perspective sorry. about. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm still getting over this cold. Um, uh, he's uh, three. <laughs> he's okay. three, three years old, so just in March. So yeah, he's definitely like you know cognizant of the world <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah the fact that he was just like i want to see this 
That's and cool. I was watching it going like, I've been, I wanted to take him to the Batman and Kristen told me no. <laughs> oh my um, God, Miguel. He knows. Rightly so. Rightly no, so. I, I know. <laughs> Y'all, I told you the other day, I showed him Thor Ragnarok and you know, yeah. like the beginning is like the dragon chasing him or whatever. And yeah. he does this thing when he gets scared. I love the death. He does this thing when he gets scared. He holds his hands over his ears and Aww. he's like, it's really loud. And I'm like, it is Lily really does loud. that too. It's like a, it's not a visual thing. It's a loud thing. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Miguel, um, I, you know, when I have a kid, I'm thinking about introducing him to Batman animated series. Do you ever think that you'll dude, do something like that with him? We, Ed and I have talked about that before. He's showed Lily, I'm pretty sure, and I've done the same with Forrest. She she gets excited whenever she sees, like, Luis, you just sent me that uh, Batman uh, cowl. Yeah. From like, yeah. 97, but she recognized it immediately. Oh, she's cool. like it's batman uh, yeah. but yeah so no she's definitely seen quite a few episodes of batman the animated series that's cool and she was enthralled yeah i'm excited um, to have a kid and, and watch that whole series with him and to miguel's cool. point i i haven't shown lily this trailer i haven't actually shown her any trailers and it's such a great idea thank you miguel I hope uh, she likes it. I fully, I fully intended it of just like taking her to this movie in theaters. I mean, uh, and I did the same thing with Encanto. I just took them to go see it, dude, and she, she sat down, she shut up, and enjoyed it. I love this dynamic that Miguel's family is full of spoilers. Like Miguel's just spoiling left and right for his kid, <laughs> and then Ed is like, "You're not seeing any trailers. You go to that's the good. movies that I take that's you good. to, and you're not knowing anything that's happening." You know what? Yeah. I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that because there's it's like a, a good magic, dynamic. you know. Ed and I, we we kind of butt heads about the whole like theater experience, but like for kids, it is just what it is. Like you go, yeah, you yeah. see these movies, and it's, it's an experience. It's an experience, and it's a treat. I while guess. I'm while I would maybe prefer to sit in my bed and watch a movie, I would absolutely love to take my son to go see a movie. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and Lily Ball will throw down a large bucket of popcorn Good for by her. herself. Good for her. Absolutely, she's a monster. Like, uh, like towards the end of Encanto, she ran out of popcorn and was trying to take my chocolate raisins. Amazing. Uh, and I was not having it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, we're going to number three. I have a feeling maybe, well, I don't know. Maybe not, Ed. We have the same one. We'll see. Uh, my number three is going to be Thor, Love, and Thunder, July 8th. Ooh. Um, you know, as much as I love Marvel movies, I just don't think it's going to be number one. I've never really seen it i never never seen a lot of marvel movies take the number one spot sometimes it's kind of hard uh but they are because it doesn't reach out to everybody yeah to your point like that's uh in my research uh but yeah uh you know i mean uh thor ragnarok only raked in about uh, i think it was like less than 850 million worldwide internationally yeah uh, but yeah. I think because of the uh, the love of that movie, and then yeah. you know coming off of movies like Spider Man No Way Home and stuff, I think, uh, and also like the growing affection for people like Taika Waititi, uh, I think this is going to draw maybe more. And domestically, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But um, I think this movie has a lot going for it for sure. So that's my number three, Thor Love and Thunder. Ed, what do you got for uh, your number uh, three? Okay, my number three, and uh, I wish Miguel was here for this. <laughs> uh, my my number three, there he is. 
Miguel, we got you back. All right, you got to hear this. I'm here. My number three is actually Minions: The Rise of Gru. Whoa! Shut the up. And can I tell you up, why, Ed? Yes. Because. Oh no! All right. Well, inter <laughs> no, internationally, oh, internationally, oh, internationally, Minions, oh, Minions, Ed. and the last couple of Gru movie. Oh, hey, baby bird. Uh, Minions and the last, uh, what is it, Despicable Me movies, have each made uh -huh. over a billion dollars in the box office, which, again, okay. in my research, yeah. uh, they've made more money than uh, the last couple of Pixar movies, and that's because they have more of a okay. public outreach in overseas countries. Now, whether that's going to reflect domestically, I don't know. That's fair. Um, that's fair. That's gonna. That's a fair. That that is a, that is a fuck up that just happened. That I did throw you a curveball because no, that's like all that right. And I should have. I should have specified. But that was my going into it because, I mean, that's I don't want it pen, to make yeah. that much money. I don't think these movies are great, but they make well, that much money and they have that much. Like I said, they like across the world. People love these fucking minions. I think they and, work. I think they work internationally because mm -hmm. you know there's they, they don't really have a language. You know they're like Bruh. such a a yeah. and so everyone yeah, take any political stances. Yeah, it's all nope. silly fun. Exactly. Uh, more you know like less probably less sophisticated than movies like Lightyear and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. uh, you know, like to Miguel's point earlier, it's just like it's silly fun. Parents are taking kids to go see their movies, and Minions is a name brand that mm -hmm. people will go and see. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. You exactly. don't have to see anything. Like, you, you see those mm. little yellow guys running around, and it's very yeah, having it's, a good. It's an easy movie, like you said. Like you don't have any time to research, but you know Minions. You don't know what they're saying, but it's funny, and they're gonna watch yeah. it. Yeah, and the fact that like the last three of those movies all went over a billion dollars. <laughs> That's like that used to that. be like news breaking. So you know, yeah. Here, Go ahead, Miguel. Definitely, the only thing box office number wise that like me and Kristen were going back and forth on is it's so hard, and I don't think it's happened too often yet. Obviously, like there's been a couple of examples, like Spider Man, maybe Doctor Strange. Movies don't tend to hit billions mm -hmm. of dollars just yet. You know what I mean? So like where as a movie would have made a billion dollars before the pandemic, yeah. it's not, I, to me, is not a guarantee that it's going to make a billion dollars. No, as I, opposed to like, if you, if it made a billion dollars in 2016 and it made a billion dollars in 2019, I'd be like, absolutely. It's on track. But because of the pandemic, uh, some of these are, yeah, like I, I totally agree. Uh, but, and again, like I really, and I keep saying it, it's just like the whole international perspective where was where I was coming from. Yeah. Sure. And, oh, and yeah, like yeah. I said, like these movies made more than the last couple of like several, like I think the last Pixar movie to cross a billion was Toy Story 4. Uh, you know, yeah. but the minions each had gone over a billion like surpassed Toy Story Four, even yeah. So Absolutely. That, that was my whole Absolutely. mindset about it. So I think again that that uh, you know that you know recognition that kind of comfort with those characters. I guess yeah. you, you never know. I Absolutely. again, I don't want that movie to make that much money. But that's what you think. Uh, general, yeah, but totally. it is. 
No one is saying. Oh that. yeah, we, we totally get it. It's just how. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey ho. Uh, minions, great. Uh, number three. That's your number three, Miguel. What do you think is going to be the number three domestically? Oh, we're still here. Okay. The to me, I'm going back to what Louis said. Yep. Thor: Love and Thunder, specifically because I made that point about a billion dollars earlier. I don't think a Marvel movie other than Spider Man for sure, excuse me, has gone a billion yet. I don't. I don't think you're <laughs> you're excused. Um. I don't think uh, I don't think Thor is gonna, even though it's very popular and it's a super solid sequel to the Taika Waititi Thor Ragnarok. I don't see it yeah. uh, being the number one spot. Uh, okay, cool. I'm going to number two. Um, this is I was flipping between two and one here, but I'm gonna land this as my number two. Here we go. Jurassic World Dominion. Um, I think it did so mm-hmm. well. It was number one, like it hit number one for a long time, and I think it hit number one for the second one i don't know i didn't really follow fallen kingdom but the number one did so well um that i think that mm-hmm. people are going to want to watch it but also like it was tough because i wasn't sure if people are tired of jurassic world i know i was but is the general public tired of it yeah. either way i put it I as my number a number two also because it has such an early release at june 10th that i think it could build up a lot of numbers mm-hmm. so i have it at my number two all right. Ed, what's your number two? Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, yeah, it could totally uh, be number two. Yeah, I think, I and even yep. domestically, I think it's still yep. going to be a considerable hit. Um, uh, to Miguel's point, it may not cross that billion dollar mark, but I think, like I was saying, I think Thor: Ragnarok has become such a favorite amongst Marvel fans uh, mm-hmm. that they're ready. Mm-hmm. People are ready to go into these movies and droves i like if you consider we keep mentioning spider-man you consider it like far from home wasn't nearly the success of no way home um but it still it did still did great, great absolutely uh but i'm just saying like people this is now the fourth thor movie i think people are whether it's like meets the expectations or not people are still going to go like this is gonna make some waves in the box yeah. office uh, domestically for sure. As soon as those tickets go online, I mean the fact that Do- Doctor Strange, a character who's only had one movie prior to this, mm-hmm. was you know had pretty a lot of sellouts. Like I think this is gonna be multiplied. Like this is a much more popular character. Sure. Uh, again with Taika Waititi, I think uh, people love the vibe. Whereas Doctor Strange was more of a question mark going into the second movie. This one is yeah. more of an assured same director, mostly same cast, same characters, same tone. You know what you you think you know what you're gonna expect. So yeah, I think uh this is gonna be a big draw. Nice. Yeah, no, I think it could, could totally squeak by in a second as well i think this is it kind of gets difficult when you get to up top yeah uh, all right miguel miguel number two you guys my number two for several reasons the fact that it comes uh-huh. out so early in the summer the fact that it's like a super uh <laughs> stunt heavy film the fact that it's a legacy sequel but it's also like has an update to yeah. it effects wise yeah. that it's going to blow yeah. people away. You guys, number two, Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick. I'm blown yeah. away 
I I'm blown away that I put it so high and no one else did. Uh, you know, it's uh, to me this is going to be like I said earlier. We were talking about in the trailer for uh, Mission Impossible. To me, Top Gun is going to be the uh, the hit. You know what I mean? I more so than yeah, Mission yeah, Impossible, yeah. I think. And it's it, my number two. Yeah, these effects look good. It was. I'm ready to see it. I'm trying to take really? my dad to go see this movie. You know what I mean? He doesn't see. He doesn't see Dude. any movies. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm coming home. Let's go. Yeah, see I mean, it's movie. coming out <laughs> Memorial Day weekend, and you know, I, I was struggling with as far as like the placement of it goes too. Uh, yeah. But it's getting great reviews, and it feel like it's like an American movie, obviously. Uh, but it's a great placement for it. Well, I'm just saying. all right. Number ones. Uh, my number one, I think. Because it did so well uh, in its other iterations uh, previously. And I feel like it's getting some social traction as well. (laughs) That it's going to be Pixar's Lightyear. I think it's coming out June 17th. I feel like a lot of people on social are interacting with it. I think it reaches adults and young kids in space. Your son wanted yep. to watch it, and mm-hmm. he's three years old. You know what I mean? It gets you. It gets you at a very so like, core so place. Um, and Toy Story four did really well. Toy Story three did well, and I think it's going to bring families to the box office. You know, it's not just one person or two people. It'll bring Absolutely. three or four people Absolutely. to see this movie. Uh, and so I think with the early yes, release, this, yes, it, you know, the Toy Story. And like your kid is into it, I think it's my number one light year. <laughs> All right, that's I'll the reason. That's the reason you put it as number uh, one. Ed, what is it going to be your number one? <laughs> uh, it's Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, I yeah, don't want yeah. it to be. I don't want these movies to be go. successful, but of course they are, but, and they no, reach yeah, across. They reach totally. across so many Absolutely. generations. Uh, who doesn't want to go see dinosaurs on the big screen? Um, yeah. And Absolutely. The last two both uh, scored over a billion in the box office. Uh, That's right. So the, I I don't think that that popularity is going to diminish, even if people weren't so hot on the second one. Like people want to see it. Aspect and I think brand. the studio knew that when they brought the fucking old cast back. So yeah, like if anything, yep. This is the end game exactly, of Jurassic Park. People are coming to see their their generation's heroes facing off against dinosaurs. I would like to piggyback yeah. if I can and just say that this is yeah, yeah. also my number yeah, one yeah. pick. I know I was talking shit about billion dollar movies just like three movies ago, but Jurassic World has consistently made a yeah. billion dollars. I feel like if any if any solid franchise is going to do it, it's Jurassic World, especially because they're yeah. bringing everyone back, and it seems to be like a culmination of this whole story. Whether I think it's good or not, yeah. whatever. Are you guys going to watch Jurassic World Dominion? Here's the deal, and I've said this before. I told Kristen at the end of the second Jurassic World movie, Fallen Kingdom, we were in the theater. As soon as the credits rolled, I leaned over to her and I said, I don't want to see Jurassic World movies <laughs> in the theater anymore. This is... This is not good. This is bad. But I'll say this. It's been a tradition. We saw the first <laughs> oh one like five I still times can't in theaters. That. Uh-huh. Uh, five yeah, no, times. me either. Me yeah. either. Uh, but yeah, I'm saying Are you going back on your word? We did it, but we it? did. So 
I'll say this. It's, as it's my number one movie, I'll go see it, see it in the theaters. I told Chris and Matt tonight, we got to go. We got to go. Man. Ed, are you going to see Jurassic World? I don't love it. Well, I never saw the second one. I probably will uh, maybe just watch it just to finish out this nightmare. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I'll see what happens when it comes out, honestly. Like, I'm not going to go first weekend for sure. Because uh, I just don't care. I really, I have I mean, like, say no that. excitement say for these that. films. This is the thing. We now have a podcast where we have to talk about movies. And excuse and me, so, I think I've done very well about seeing it. these movies on in a timely fashion. Yes, you have. Uh, <laughs> don't attack me like that, okay? So I know no, because I, I, yeah. I don't get me wrong. I my my curiosity is peaked, but I was uh, not keen on the first one. The second one by I, I never like I said I never saw all the way through I saw the opening and that was about it and uh, uh, you know me being the curious guy that I am yeah I'll probably watch the second one here before the next one releases and yeah maybe I'll get my ass to the theaters oh, I don't think I can take Lily to go see it yet but um no okay good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I if, if, if we didn't do this podcast, I probably would not have seen this. Thing. I would, like I hold this in the same regard as no, Avatar, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as far as like my hype for it, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. I love Jurassic Park. It's gonna be successful, but you don't necessarily exactly. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not like I'm not gonna be getting in line to get those tickets opening weekend. Like, no, yeah. I'll try. I I will probably go see it you know but uh to round this out we're going to give our dark horses or our wild cards movies that we didn't expect to be top 10 but potentially could be um they are low scoring points um movies so i'll give my three movies that i think will be wild cards that could potentially be top 10 uh marcel with shoes on comes out june 24th Oh man! I think that I that it. might like get a little. Oh. If it does really well, I think a yeah. lot of it might surprise people, and it could get people into theaters. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be I like the indie darling of the summer. Exactly. Um, yeah. It could squeak by Black Phone, and it could take number ten. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I love Bob's Burger movie, I think it's in my dark horse. It's you know people can just watch it on TV, so maybe not a lot of people are rushing into the movies. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, it is in my, um, what's it called? Wild cards. My last one is where the crawdads sing. Um, I Mm. actually ended up reading this book for book club for, for something. Um, and it did have a big following. So I'm only thinking that, uh, you know, the crawdad had crawdads had heads go in wanting to watch it, support it and see what's up. It had such a big kind of following when the book came out. So who knows when it comes out in theaters, uh, it may pick up some steam. Ed, what do you got for your dark horse wild cards? Well, I mentioned earlier that I, I, I think that bodies, bodies, bodies could be yeah. like a, uh, like a little in the same vein as Marcel. Uh, it could be one of those like cult followings where just like if it, like I said, if it turns out to be good, word of mouth will spread. And you know, A twenty four movies, man. There's a cer- there's a certain quality mm-hmm. about them that brings in audiences for sure. And I think this is 
especially with the cast that it's got, I think it could, and the subject matter for that matter, uh, I think it could bring in the crowds. Um, and then my other one, Luis, I think you, yeah, you mentioned it, uh, Black Phone. Yeah. Uh, this could be like the summer horror hit, uh, like the more mainstream one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are my two horror movies are my wild cards. There you go. Miguel. Finish that up. What are yours? Okay, so uh, I went ahead and I was just looking at this list today, going yeah. going off of vibes. Uh, and one of the ones that I thought, okay, this could do well, and I might not, I mean, even if it's not one that I would go see, Crimes of the Future. Ooh, yeah. We were talking about it earlier. Uh, I definitely think that's going to be one that's like because, a sneaky yeah. link. That's, I mean, I think this is this was the movie that has Kristen, yeah. Kristen Stewart, yeah. Kristen Stewart in it. And it's like, okay, kind of like Robert Pattinson, you know what I mean? Like they're they are each growing. I think David Cronenberg worked with Robert Pattinson whatever. too in another movie, didn't he? Yeah. So he's he picked up the Twilight movies and he's like, Twice yeah, actually. Two, yeah. He yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. No, I so I think uh, I think this is definitely one of those dark horse ones. Uh I'm putting Bob's burgers here, but only because it comes out the exact same weekend as yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. And I just think American audiences are going to go to Top Gun more so than they're going to go yeah. see a cartoon. Just because people have that mindset about animated films. Although, like I said, I saw a clip of it earlier and it's fucking hysterical. So I'm excited for it and I hope it does well. And I'm throwing it here, Ed, just because, again, we said it's the end of August. 3,000 years yeah. of longing. I mean... It could it could come out that weekend and absolutely blow make, everyone away. Could, I hope it does make well. enough to etch it in under top ten, maybe. Yeah, maybe fingers. I mean, absolutely, literally, absolutely. That's I mean, my hope now because of the whole domestic thing, but uh, and also, sorry, more so the release date on this. I didn't take that into consideration. Uh, like I said, I'm putting my money. I'm putting my money on Beast. That's the other Idris Elba movie. If uh, if Sonic Two had come out over the summer, I would have put it on Sonic Two. Yeah. Okay, you know, here we are. Uh, yep. uh, yes, yeah, so this is this is our summer movie wager, and I'm going off the point system that is made before me. So I'm going to tell you the point system real quick. I didn't make it up, but this is the game. If you get number one or number ten dead on, you get thirteen points. Okay. Okay. 10 points okay. for number two through nine dead on seven points. If your pick was only one spot of way from where it ended up five points, if it was two spots away and three points, if your pick is anywhere in the top 10 and then you get one point for each dark horse pick that makes it into the top 10. Uh, so this was a point so, system okay. previously. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we're just going to follow it and see how it goes. I'm excited. I tell you what, let's get a nice, a nice little infographic for our viewers and also Wait, you want, for Miguel. You want me to make so an infographic for this on YouTube? <laughs> I could do that. That's easy. No, let's see. Uh, no, no. Oh, let's yeah, see what we can put do. it on social media. That's right. Add Punch Drunk Nerd and, Instagram and check it out. That's um, right. All right, great. So we are going to roll right into Ch -ch -ch Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. This is directed by Akiva Schaefer, the guy who did uh, Pop Stars, part of the whole. A uh, lonely, uh, what's it called? Lonely Island. Boy? Lonely Island. Island. Uh, if you've watched Chippendale back in 89 and 92, it was super big as a kid. Uh, so this is 30 years after their popular, popular television show ended. 
and they're living two very different lives. Uh, but then, oh no, a cast member of the original series goes missing, and that reunites them to save their friend, Monterey Jack, the cheese-loving rat. Uh, it's got Andy Samberg as Dale, John Mulaney as Chip, Kiki Lane, Eric Bana, Will Arnett, uh, J.K. Simmons, Seth Rogen, and Tim Robinson as my new favorite character, Ugly Sonic. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know uh, what you guys think about Chip and Dale. I mean, especially I'm I'm interested because you guys have kids and you saw it with them. And so, what did you think of it as like the whole parent kid experience? Go ahead, Ed. Um, well, going like on paper, this movie sounded dumb. Like I, oh my God. I didn't have many nostalgic feelings towards Chip and Dale. Like I do remember watching that show as a kid, but it never, you know. Disney's remaking so many things these days that you're just like, all right, whatever. Uh, straight to Disney Plus, too. So, but whenever that first trailer dropped, I was definitely intrigued. And then when you see the people involved, you're like, okay, this could actually be a lot of fun. And I think it was. Uh, is it a great movie? Not necessarily, but I, it, was a, uh, it was a fun ride. Uh, we had good chuckles throughout. Uh, Lily was quite uh, taken with it. I'm sure she didn't understand a single fucking reference, but right. you know, uh, she was still into it. I guess. Uh, so, I mean, that's a win, right? Um, but yeah, it was surprisingly funny, uh, and it's su surprising in ways that you didn't think Disney would go to, and. Uh, something like this and maybe because it was something that nobody was asking for that they were just like yeah just do whatever the fuck you want let's see what happens yeah and uh i think it paid off really well and i think this will be like one of those movies that's just kind of like uh you know it's not going to make its mark really anywhere but it's just going to be a fun watch for a lot of people who give it a try all right, yeah, no, uh, Miguel, uh, Miguel, what is, as a fellow parent, how did it do for you? Yeah, my uh, my son, he's not feeling too well this week, so he, he definitely enjoyed just kind of like sitting down and watching it as he was getting better. I was cracking up on it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I mean, the the story itself, Ed's totally right. It's something that if you if you were to be like, here's a Chippendale movie, do you want to watch it? I would probably be like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, but the trailer was really good and uh i mean every every bit i feel like landed yeah. as i was watching uh some of my favorite moments being the seth rogan i mean as the like uncanny yeah, valley character uh <laughs> i mean they i feel like they really nailed they were really the the whole tongue yeah. and cheek vibe and it was definitely something that was like obviously uh in the same vein as like Mr. Rogers, uh, I mean, not Mr. Rogers, uh, whatever the rabbit movie was. Peter Rabbit? Um, oh. And then Roger Rabbit. Roger no, Rabbit. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost said Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait, so I'm, I'm fucking up. Uh, you know, it's, it's in a similar vein where it's like this real world versus cartoons. I feel like the, the thing that threw me up a little bit, what, I mean, uh, threw me off, excuse me, my, my kid's sick, so I've been talking about throw up a lot today. Um, was like HBO just did this yeah. with Tom and Jerry. Uh, HBO also did something similar with 
Space Jam, where they used a lot of their properties, uh, Warner Brothers properties. Yet in this movie, that's like a Disney property. They're still pulling in a lot of Hollywood references that aren't yeah. just like their own. And I thought that was a great way to like talk about movie making in general, as opposed to just like any one property, you know, ownership or whatever. Uh, and uh, I was having a great time. I I, I could have like to go off of that the Roger Rabbit situation. I couldn't believe that they were able to pull so many different characters from different like yeah. companies from Paramount, yeah. from Warner Brothers. They had a Batman reference in a Disney movie. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, a, a cartoon, that you know, cartoon network thing. Yeah. And like, um, they had Sonic like yeah. heavily in this movie as a character. Like I, I, thought, would, it was, yeah. I thought it was a one-time joke. He appears three times and like is important at the end. And that's a Paramount <laughs> character, you know? And so I was just surprised at how, like they were able to weave in all these different properties that were not just Disney, like Space Jam had Warner Brothers and, you know, I think Re- exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was really fun. I, I did watch Chip and Dale a lot as a kid, so I was excited and I liked Popstar. Um, it was a fun movie and I think Andy Samberg was awesome as Dale, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then John, and Lee, I love the, yeah, sorry. No, go for no, it. Go I, for love, it. I love the 3d rendition of it. Yes. Too, like, I was it, just like, had they made it 3D, I would have been all about it, honestly, because it looks so. Oh, they did cute. such a good job of like <laughs> of playing with different media of yeah. like you know they had the different characters from the 80s like He Man and they were rendered differently like you could see that they were a little bit yeah. more stuttery compared to other characters yeah. that yeah. they were had yeah. a higher frame rate and then you had the 3D uh, Dale um, and they played jokes. I mean, it's this is really like super inside baseball stuff, you know. If I, that's why I'm so curious yeah, to see how this yeah. ages because this perfectly fits for the, this time. Because one, not only is it making references to all the stuff we grew up on, but also yeah. to people in LA. Um, you know, the uh, what's it called? The 3D, uh, like what's it called? Surgery, like, like, cosmetic, like surgery. cosmetic surgery, and the whole thing about the uncanny mm. valley. Yeah, dude, I cannot tell you that. I live in the valley and people shit on the valley in LA all the time. And so they're like, where are we? Oh my God. We're in the valley, the uncanny valley. And me and Sarah are like, fuck you. Everyone's always talking shit about the valley. But, um, you know, I think it's, but it's really, I think a lot of the stuff, the Easter eggs and all these references, it's very heavy. And, um, I think if it, that's like the prime star of this movie. I think the story is pretty, straightforward i like andy samberg's mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. um but it's it feels like they were in a writer's room and they just came up with a bunch of jokes jokes and, yeah and like it was joke 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 bit 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 all you know entertaining um but that was kind of like the big thing about it so if you're into which is getting hit with bits and easter eggs and yeah. you know all that stuff then this is this movie does it a lot um it's funny you mentioned that because I was texting you guys the other day being like, Ed was the one that was like, we should watch Chippendale. And in my head, I was like, yeah, in the movie theaters, let's go. I'm going to take my kid to go see it. That'll be fun. And the only reason I realized it was on Disney Plus is because um, uh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, they just hosted the Jimmy Kimmel show because uh-huh. he was out with COVID and they hosted it together. And then they also were each other's guests. And the whole bit running through the entire episode was uh, Chippendale the movie uh not in theaters only on disney plus yeah. you know what i mean they just kept saying that over and over again 
And I was just like, this is definitely, uh, I, I don't know. I went on a tangent here, but I, uh, <laughs> Uh, I was surprised that it was on Disney Plus, and I think it was like a, a solid fit. It's tough because I know Turning Red came on Disney Plus and not in the movie theater it was supposed to. Yeah. So maybe they they feel a little bit bitter about it as they were making jokes that it only came out on the streaming service. But you know, I think it's I think it. Uh, it I felt like I felt like they. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. With, with this movie, and I, I I think that attests also to the to a certain degree, there's like a risky element to the humor that they uh use here that not that isn't necessarily going to register with a lot of audiences so i think that it's prime for something like disney plus where people can either drop in with their kids and like i said i i feel like so much of the humor probably goes over the kids heads and this is more of like people who actually grew up with the show and also these other animated characters like seeing like uh, a grown-up peter pan yeah. <laughs> who didn't you know didn't make it in the world or whatever and uh, voiced by will on and like the fact that the 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 threat here is that these characters getting turned into um bootlegged copies bootleg copies like the the young fish girl and the and the prince or whatever yeah, yeah, like yeah. for the little moment like how many kids are honestly gonna just like look at that and laugh you know what i mean that's like, what i mean like this i was so curious to hear your guys opinion because you have kids and so yeah like did they enjoy it because i feel like the people who are really this audience as far as like people my age in la you know what i mean well, like we'll get I, everything but do other people understand with, everything yeah it's a different like, reaction kids, i guess so, like, for for example, like, if my daughter is watching something like Blippi uh, or a kid's show, mm-hmm. it's more interactive. She's in it, she's laughing or whatever. Uh, she's responding to what's happening on screen. With this one, she was just, like, watching it quiet. And actually, she was, she was telling me That's- and Sarah to stop laughing. Because oh. uh, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah and I were cracking up, and she's like, "No, stop laughing!" Uh, and it's like, "It's funny, honey. Like we're we're allowed to laugh or whatever." But uh, so to that extent, like again, she she sat through it and she watched it. She wasn't like irritable. She didn't want to like turn it off or change it to something else. She was right. content with watching it. But I think she probably felt a little alienated from what was actually happening on screen. Yeah. yeah you know, like all of this all of these characters coming in and out that you know, they're not they're not acknowledging. It's more of just like a throwaway gag or something. Yeah. So it, it is a fine line. Is this movie for kids? No. I would say this is more kind of like a family movie maybe like Family teenagers movie. and stuff mm-hmm. but but even then like a lot of references are for like our generation so mm-hmm. it, it it's a it's an interesting case yeah you know <laughs> i enjoyed it i yeah, yeah, me yeah. And sarah no, both me enjoyed it. it was a good romp i'm glad we watched it kind of thing it was fun sarah didn't know what she was getting into she like looked at me like when she, whenever she saw the fat Peter Pan, she was like, "Did you know this was happening?" I was like, "Yeah, I I, I know the the exact vibe that this movie Ed, is going for." My 
favorite bit for Peter Pan was when they cut to him as like just like a slightly yeah. older teenager, and he had that like real shitty mustache yeah. and acne, a little bit of acne yeah. on the jaw. Oh, I was man. just like, oh my god, dude! The way yeah. that they yeah. nailed that animation, this really shit was hysterical. good, really good. And then you've got um, J.K. Simmons as the plasticine uh, character. Well, uh, I thought god. was funny. Um, Wait, what yeah, character I mean, is he? Is he from a? Is that an original? He's character? the detector. I, I'm not sure. I, I didn't get the reference, but I thought okay, the yeah. character was funny in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you got really the good. Coca-Cola polar bear, dude. That was so uh, good as yeah. a muscle man. Yeah. Um, yeah it, I mean, what a bizarre little thing. But an ugly Sonic, point, they're able to bring him in. Like uh, what a an weird ugly thing. Sonic. Yeah. What a weird. And, and it's like to their point. It's like, yeah, Paramount discarded that design, so it's fair game, right? Yeah. Uh, that's what I... We'll, we'll, exactly. we'll do something with it. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and, man, he... I mean, Seth Rogen, too. Seth Rogen gets, like, a, oh, a moment where all of yeah. the characters yeah, yeah, come yeah. together. Oh, man, that was hilarious. And you're, and you're like... Yeah. I mean, that's what's blowing my mind. It's like, if this was an HBO property, and they, they get... Like, think about yeah. Multiverses. We were talking about that last week. When the when WB puts all of their characters in a video game, you go, yeah, that makes sense. But the fact that they were just like, yeah, I'll kill whoever the fuck I want into this. It movie. was kung fu panda. That's, that's, what, that's yeah. what nailed it. Yeah, it wasn't possessive. It was more just like expansive. Just like, hey, we we're, we're making this yeah. joke. Can we have it or can we not? Yeah, because uh, that like they refer to that mantis uh, from Kung Fu Panda, yeah. which is a DreamWorks property. Yeah, I can't remember what Monsters vs. Aliens was from. Sony uh, Picture Animations. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're drawing from a lot, and I guess it's Disney, they can afford these things, but I guess that's also, <laughs> uh, what's that uh, law that, like, SNL gets with, it uh, gets away with, it's uh, parody yeah, law, like parody yeah. law like, if you're, if you're making fun of the thing, and not directly referencing it, or using it as a character, or whatever, yeah. then it's, it's it, fair game. It's interesting, because in uh, Roger Rabbit, when they did the whole WB and Disney thing, where yeah. Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse came on stage, it was very... It was a big like uh, contract deal, where, okay, Bugs Bunny comes on first, and Mickey Mouse comes on second, but then Mickey Mouse talks first, and Bugs Bunny talks second. Like There was this mm. whole... like okay, we got to do this equally as possible. And, and the wow. way that they were ever, all these characters just kind of thrown together. Uh, yeah, man, it was, it was really wild. Um, Can I be honest real quick? Yeah, I yeah, still have not seen Who Frames Roger Rabbit. Wow. Have you wow. seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Miguel? Wow. Have you seen it, Miguel? Uh, I mean, I saw it when I was a kid. I saw it yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, okay? okay, like so, I don't remember it, but I definitely. But you do it. remember the third act, right? I won't spoil it for Ed, but the last part of the movie, because that scarred I'll me as a kid. That scarred me as a kid for some reason watching that final like act. Do you know what I'm talking about? What? No, no, oh I don't remember. God. No, I don't okay. remember that. At all. I, I was afraid to watch that movie because that last part of the movie. Well, you know, if I win the summer movie wager, then I might just waste it for you guys to watch it. Again okay, because. Okay. It was a good time. Okay. Uh, right, did go. you guys? What do you guys think of uh, John Mulaney as Chip? Uh, I thought he was suitable I, for the character. I, okay, cool. That's all I want to know. Okay, I really liked him. I know he's in the he's on social media. He's in the news lately. What's he doing? He's getting I, I actually have no idea what's, what's happening totally with him in the news. He's oh he's okay so. Just recently, he did a show in I want to say DC, and he brought out Dave Chappelle. 
and people were upset that Dave Chappelle was on the show because they weren't, you know, they paid to see John Mulaney and Dave Chappelle has all this quote unquote transphobic material. And so uh, they were saying that John Mulaney was transphobic because he brought Dave Chappelle out. I was going to say Dave, uh, John Mulaney just came to Colorado uh, a month ago and he also did the same thing where he brought Dave Chappelle out. So I was surprised that people didn't know he was doing that, but as far as this movie goes, that's what I meant to get to. Uh, I thought he was hilarious. I think John Mulaney is really funny. One of my favorite lines of the entire movie was when he was like, oh, I've got a, uh, an answer, uh, a message on my machine. I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like that shit was hysterical <laughs> to me. And um, he has a big dog, so, which I don't like oh, tickle me. Also, that dog should not be in that house. That, that, dog, so should not, that dog is trapped in that tiny home. It needs to be... Yo, when he talked about, oh man, she's probably peeing all over the place. I was like, you mean like literally where she lives? Like the dog no, lives in a kennel. She's so big yeah. in this tiny little. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, no, but haha, it's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the, yeah, I think Chip and Dale, we did it right. We talked about it. Uh, yeah, hey. good job, you guys. Perfect. Uh, so now we're gonna jump into what we're into. Uh, at the last segment, uh, Miguel, what have you been into anything? Have you been reading or watching, or uh, you know, or has it been a busy week? Because thank you for asking me if I'm reading anything because that that feels like you, you think so highly of me. Um, no, I'm not reading anything currently. I have been keeping up with Degrassi, but I'll talk about that okay. a little bit more next week because uh, I don't want to just bog everyone down with Degrassi news. And I also need to finish. We haven't done uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel yet, but we're going to finish that here soon too. Uh, so the things that I've been into this week, I've been into two video games. Ooh. Uh, yeah, look at me. I've been busy. Uh, I have been playing this one game for a minute and this other game I just got a couple days ago for the first time. So I'll talk about Hitman. Yeah. Ed, Luis, I have you guys not, ever played I Hitman? Know about I pl- no. I feel like I played one of those games a long time ago. With me? Uh, quite possibly. Uh, but it was one of okay. his... That got quickly swept under the rug because I was bad at gaming. That's fair enough. I Ed, honestly, this is a game that I think if you had a console, you would totally okay. love this game. It's uh, it's very like episodic. They every level is a its own thing. Uh, they don't do. It's not like an eighty hour long game. It's only like nine or so levels, and each level only goes on as long as you want it to. And I feel like, you know, it's tough playing video games with kids. It's nice when you have, you know what I mean, a little bit more control over your yeah, gaming yeah. time. Shooty, shooty, killy, killy. Uh, and that's right. No, and Ed, I think you would love this because every you, you replay each of these levels over and over again because you want to kill these same people uh, different ways. Ooh. You want to get those little challenges and things like that, and I think you would enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I'm not a sociopath, by the way, everybody. You are. <laughs> No, but I don't know why, but I just, I, in my head, I associate you in this game. Look I at you, Miguel, like reaching out to, look at you uh, reaching maybe out to I, Ed and then holding him in your arms. You know, and maybe, maybe I'm over, maybe I'm, That's I'm overstretching like or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I like you and I want you to enjoy the things I like. Um, okay, now this one I'm not going to talk too long about, but I just started playing this game called The Forest. Um, it came out a handful of years ago. It's It's been out for a hot minute. The sequel's coming out, I want to say, next year. Uh, or maybe this one. Yeah. Hello? Ed, are you dead? Oh, okay. I mean, I could tell you that I have to go pee <laughs> okay. real quick, but here we go. <laughs> no. 
Go buy. <laughs> yeah, talk about the forest. No, it threw me off. It threw me off. Uh, so no, I'm playing this game called The Forest, and it is like a horror game. The only reason I bought it was because it was on sale for like six bucks, and uh, I had just read some thread on Reddit that was like, "What's the scariest game you ever played?" And someone mentioned this one, and it's basically you crash land on this island. Uh, an airplane crash and then you have to survive living in this forest but then right away right away you realize there's these cannibals that are going around Hmm. uh, and all they want to do is eat you and you have to learn to survive on this island and also like fight them off uh and i'll I'll say this i'm only like an hour or two into this game and i'm terrible oh no really it's a horror games Bro, I'm I'm like shaking every yeah, time yeah. I got to do something. Like it's one of those games where you're also supposed to explore uh, the whole island uh-huh. and like get to know things, and I just can't do it. I spend like as soon as the day starts, I hang out in my area, and then when the sun goes down, I'm like, well, I'm gonna sleep right here until it's done. Is it like uh, is it, is it really spooky? And is there like some scares? Like you have to like walk in the darkness kind of situation. So one of the things one of the things that I read that I was like, it's not gonna scare me because I know it's coming now. Uh, but it happened to me as well. Like you do this, you're, you're kind of like foraging or crafting. You're like cutting things down and like building things and you get kind of distracted uh-huh. in that for a little yeah, while yeah. in the first hour or so. And then all of a sudden you look up and then there's like a cannibal that's been like following you this entire time and just like standing in the background. And sometimes they'll run up and attack you. And sometimes they'll just like kind of experience what's going on in the world around you and then they'll run away and it's absolutely terrifying and I, like i said i suck at horror video games but i'm gonna try my hardest to finish yeah, this let me know. I know wonder, yeah i mean this looks a lot of fun i'm looking at her i'm looking at some images i'm looking forward to the sequel because i feel like the, it's a it's this game is one of those like proof right. of concept games where it's like this works and then the sequel yeah it looks like the graphics could on, like uh, they could really build on it to make it feel uh, to really immerse you into it a little bit, a lot more, right? Absolutely. And this is a PS4 game. Wow. I'm playing it on a PS5 for the first time. You know what I mean? So, I, like, I'm not holding anything against it. And like I said, I'm scared shitless the entire time. Uh, wow! Look at that. Suns. It says October 2022. Forest two. Suns. Suns of oh, the it's forest. This year. Okay, I'm gonna Whoa. try to have it done before then. All right. Hell. Let's do it. Uh, well, Ed, you got a long list, buddy boy. What do you got? I always do. I think I take oh, this, uh, you know, what have we been into too literally? No, uh, it's good. <laughs> um, okay, so in passing, uh, Sarah and I have been watching Murder, She Wrote every night on uh, Peacock, oh. which is the 80s uh, TV crime yes, series Ed, with Angela yes. Lansbury. I've never and seen we, one episode we've just of that. Been We've just been having a laugh with it. It's very, it's like weirdly uh, animated for a, you know, like a murder mystery story. Yeah. Uh, like the, the the score for it is just very quirky, uh, even though like people die uh, in tragic ways. And um, we've just had a laugh, you know, predicting who dies or who's the, who's the, uh, you know the murderer and we're usually wrong because this show definitely has a knack for like going way left field yeah with the actual perpetrators so it, it you know people that they never really introduced or got into it's just like oh it was actually that guy who was just happened to be in the background earlier uh 
another one that I was intrigued in getting into was uh, Apple TV has come out with this new uh, documentary series of uh, Prehistoric Planet, mm -hmm. which is starring yes. uh, David Attenborough talking about dinosaurs. Uh, it kind of very much in the same vein of walking with dinosaurs. Did you guys ever watch that show growing up? Uh, it was like a so. BBC yeah. nature sh channel. Uh, yes. Anyway, um, so I was excited for this. Uh, we all watched the first episode as a family. Lily decided it was too scary for her, but I will. I was going to say I, I, it's like visually very stunning, of course, and. Um, you know what? I learned that Tyrannosaurus Rex can or could swim, uh, which I never knew before, and they've never explored that in anything. Uh, so, it, you know, you learn something, and I'm here to watch the rest of it. Uh, one show I've been really getting into was Under the Banner of Heaven. Yes. Uh, which is on Hulu. Have you watched it? I've watched, uh, I think, three episodes of Under the okay. Banner of Heaven. Yeah. I'm, I'm all caught up with episode five, but there's at least one more episode still to come, which I think releases tomorrow. Uh, basically, it's based on the true story uh, around this murder in a Mormon community back in the 80s where a mother and her infant child were tragically murdered. Um and the show does a really good job at not giving in to showing that, you know, depicting that violence, uh, which I think would have been like a stretch too far, because uh, nobody wants to see that really. Yeah. Um, it's but what I find interesting about it is the conflict of you know faith and religion, especially within the Mormon community and. Andrew Garfield is their uh, headliner. Uh, it's got Sam Worthington, Wyatt Russell, who was the new Captain America and yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. That guy is really good at playing a dick. Oh, yeah. Somebody that you love to hate, especially in this show. Yeah. Um, and so it's a true story. You can look into it. The It's like the uh, uh, Lafferty family. Uh, it's I mean, it comes across like a cult. They were more like extremist uh, sect of Mormonism, and uh, it's it it's interesting because they do parallels between you know what's going on in you know in the story, and then also how Mormonism was founded. So they have depictions or flashbacks, whatever you want to call it, of, of the founder of Mormonism. And how that contrasts or uh, mirrors what's going on with this case, and you know it's Andrew Garfield's character who's a detective, but also a Mormon in this community, uh, who's you know feeling conflicted with the fact that uh, Mormons could have done this within their own, mm -hmm. you know, because they're all very much about uh, a community being a family together, and. Um, you know, everybody refers to one another as brother and sister kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it kind of poses I, the question, like how far would you go as a Mormon, right? Something like that, because he's, yeah, a Mormon, I mean, and they, basically, and they're, and they're kind of doing also, these things in the name of more of being a Mormon. More, he's like, well, yeah, uh, and the gray areas, not, yeah. the, gray the gray areas, areas too. He doesn't like, agree with, 
He doesn't agree with their actions. Yeah, because they're more, well, naturally, because it leads to murder, but they also lean into, <laughs> like, his family, you know, like, these brothers got into, like, polygamy and stuff like that, but, you know, right. which, like, Mormon, like, the main Mormon sect had, like, shed itself from, uh, you know, a century ago or whatever, so polygamy obviously is a very controversial topic for them and um yeah i I mean it's been kind of like a fascinating thing and i I think it's also fascinating how andrew garfield has done a number of these kind of uh character uh roles where they're challenged with these characters that are challenged with their faith or come face to faith with uh you know contradictions of their faith. He he did that movie, that Martin Scorsese movie, Silence. He had that movie. Silence. He did that movie last year with uh, Jessica Chastain, the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also was uh, he was in Hacksaw Ridge, where his character was a, a conscientious, a conscientious objector. Uh, to but he took partook in World War Two because he wanted to save people, mm. so he never used a gun, kind of thing, and that was all based on his faith. Um, and oh, then uh, I, I feel like I'm missing one too. But anyway, I, I I think it's interesting that he's been drawn to these kind of roles, and he plays it really well um, because he, I mean, obviously he has such like a boyish charm about him, yeah. and so when you see that character who's a detective facing like an actual murder case, uh, you know, and watching that struggle, uh, it's been, I've been enjoying it so far. Uh, and the last episode definitely leads, uh, even though it's a true story, it leaves on a pretty good cliffhanger. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've been enjoying that. Uh, and then the big one I want to talk about this week is, uh, Alex Garland's, uh, new movie men. Which <laughs> I'm is... so bummed that I missed uh, that I didn't see it because I I want to have this conversation with you, but I will and, watch uh, it and we, we and can, we can talk it. about it together. If you'd prefer to save it, we can. I just uh... you can give your initial Alex thoughts Gar- and then we can chat. We can yeah, chat Alex Garland is definitely one of his people. Like I love that movie uh, Ex Machina. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I know he basically had a major role in that movie dread i did see annihilation in theaters and that one was definitely one of those more uh abstract you know take from it what you will kind of movies Mm. uh he definitely just gives you uh challenging stories to that kind of leave you not necessarily satisfied but uh Mm. intrigued and uh i mean it's all very thought provoking this one is i i'll try not to go into spoilers but it's it had me for the first two thirds of the film and then in the final act it gets so abstract Mm. and very graphic and intense in what it's trying to tell like uh some of the imagery is just like 
burnt into my brain. It's Whoa. just so fucking uh, intense that, uh, like, I left that movie like thinking, like, why, like, what, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> um, like, it really, uh, and I, the thing is, is like, I, I get what they were trying to tell with it. It's a story about uh, a woman who, whose husband committed suicide in front of her, and basically deals with that loss but also the uh you know relationships dealing with toxic masculinity and how men gaslight women uh in domestic issues and uh she so she gets like this uh country house uh you know for a week or whatever and all the men in this village are played by uh the same actor rory kinnear who we were talking about Black Mirror last week. He was in the very first episode of Black Mirror where he played the Prime Minister who fucked a pig. And let me tell you, this uh, this movie doesn't do any favors to his uh, to that. Uh, but let me also say that that guy is has to be one of the bravest actors. Uh, Absolutely. Like just the 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 places that this his characters go in this movie again, I get it, but like fuck me, uh, <laughs> it's so he really puts himself out there, and you can't help but just respect where it goes. Like at least for him, like it, he is committed, and uh, it is beyond fucked up. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really do hope that one of you do get to watch it just so we can have that conversation. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was, the, the movie as a whole, it, it created that atmosphere of unease and distress. It was, it did a good job at building that tension throughout the movie um, and visually very beautiful, like we've come to expect with an Alex Garland film. Yeah. Uh, and to that extent, even uh, A24 films, I mean, this is very much in that. It just went a little too far for my liking to where it's not a movie I think I ever want to see again. Right. Okay. Um, and whilst everybody involved in it was very good, I can only imagine the trauma... <laughs> that fucking Roy Rory Kinnear had to deal with, but also like the fucking editors and the visual effects artists on this movie had to deal with. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess that's all I can say about it. But um, it's an interesting one, you know. If you want to be challenged in that kind of way, uh, if you're into that sort of thing, go out and see it. I don't think, uh, like, Alex Garland is definitely one of those directors who I will always strive to go and see what they have next, kind of like David Cronenberg and, you know, people who, you know, typically challenge you with their movies. Uh, and it was, ex you know, to that extent, it was exciting. I'm, I, I'm glad I gave it a chance, I guess. But the <laughs> I, I left it feeling just kind of... Uh, numb from it all uh a little just kind of dumbfounded and i didn't really there's no satisfaction to take from it by any means yeah uh so it yeah <laughs> that's what i got uh well it, i mean either I, way i'm sure yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be controversial for a lot of people 
um that's gonna upset a lot of people uh for sure so you know i i think hearing you talk about it still hasn't stopped me wanting to watch it i think i yeah. do want to experience it and see what he has to come to the table even if it is uncomfortable uh i yeah. think you know cinema should be uncomfortable at some points and have us oh like, absolutely absolutely the- but I, I understand also like not wanting to see a movie. It's like, hey, I experienced it. I get it. Moving I on. I did it. Yeah, I did it. I did it. I understand you. I, get, I feel you. Exactly. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this isn't like a Sunday afternoon rewatch kind of movie. Yeah, it's not like I woke up drunk on Sunday and now I'm going to turn on men to yeah. make me feel better. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. There's nothing to make you feel good about this yeah. movie. Uh, you uh, and just go go into a just knowing that it will test you um i felt like the pacing at times was a little off but again it does a very good job at building up that uh that tension and that atmosphere and that sense of dread and rory kinnear really is pretty fantastic in it and to her credit jesse buckley too who's blowing up right now i feel like um she uh she she does a really good job in this movie too but uh rory kinnear definitely is the mvp and that guy just needs an award for the shit that he has to go through as an actor it's interesting Um, you talk about the third act too because it does this like when you watch the trailer you're like you know it's going to build up a lot of mystery it's going to build up a lot of stuff but yeah is it going to land in that final third act um Mm -hmm. so i'm curious to see it see how it goes you were also saying how beautiful it was so I was like, hmm, I wonder who the cinematographer is. Uh, his name is Rob Hardy. He's a British cinematographer. Yeah. Um, and oh, he's and. done work for him for Ex Machina, because Alex oh, Garland, nice. he did Ex Machina. Alex Garland also did Annihilation. And yeah. he also did the cinematography ad for Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh! <laughs> oh. Well. So there you go. Hey, full circle. There you go. Full circle. Uh, uh, but I'm glad you. I'm glad you looked that up uh, because yeah, the cinematography is gorgeous in this film uh, up until a point, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it's just like uh, it's it's I, an attack I, I, I on want, the senses. I wonder at the end. I'm just gonna like predict, but like there's like there must be like in the final act where you see her in the middle and a bunch of men all around her. With all of the dude's same face, kind of like surrounding her and being very uncomfortable. Oh, so that is man, like the uncomfortability that I don't know if it gets worse. Than fathom that, yeah. how uncomfortable you're going to be in this okay. film. Like, okay, let me write this down. <laughs> uncomfortable bring, uh, feeling. Squirming, with you, when you I was squirming in my seat. Squirting. No, squirming. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, squirting in my seat. Oh, I was my so goodness. trauma. No, it was, uh, and you could feel it. You could feel that tension it, it, in the room, in the room, that's, in the yeah, theater. That's cool. Um, so, Ugh. yeah, it, it's a it's a tough one. But uh, like I said, if you if you you know go in for it expecting a challenge, that's okay. all I'll say. Well, you know, if you're not looking for a challenge. And you want to have a good time? You can do what I'm doing and play Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, hey. uh, it's on the Nintendo Switch, and uh, you know I've played what? There's like a couple worlds in there. I've played like three or four worlds of Kirby uh, in the Forgotten Land. It's actually my first Kirby game that I played, and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna play this modern version of Kirby." 
Um, and it's great. You know, a lot of stuff. There's, you know, there's so much video games and open world and building and crafting and all these things and brain work. And sometimes I just want to turn my brain off and just go. Like, let me go and let me go forward to the end. Uh, and Kirby kind of does that for me a little bit. Like, I obviously I haven't That's played awesome. the whole game yet. I'm still going. But with Kirby, I feel like it's very simple and I'm not mad about it. Okay. Uh, you know, I think there are more difficult games where it get, you know, I feel like obviously it takes effort and I will play those games when I have the time and I can cut out like an hour or two so I can dedicate to like, okay, we're doing this. Let me think about it. Let me be very cautious about my choices. I want to make sure I'm doing things right. I always panic about doing things wrong when I have so many choices, uh, which is why I'm fearful of open world games. But <sighs> Kirby in the Forgotten Land, you get dropped in. It's very direct. You know, there and you just get the mission done, uh, and that's what I to love. To clarify, real quick, Kirby, the, we're talking about the big pink, the big pink thing that likes thing, to suck yeah. up. You know, he likes to yeah. suck. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> and he sucks a lot in a good way. So he's like, he sucks up a car, and you become a car. You suck up a vending machine, and you can move around. You can suck up being stairs. You can suck up different power abilities. It's kind of like in Mario, where you pick up different hats, and you can do different abilities. Yeah. Yeah. So people have like fireball abilities. You can suck them up and then you can fireball ability at some people. Uh, boomerang, gunshots. And then if you find these like hidden blueprint maps, uh, you could take that. And I know sometimes I talk shit about crafting, but you can craft more like uh, like more more like better versions of these like abilities. So, you know, if you're uh, boomeranging one thing and you find a blueprint you can find a boomerang that like does infinite boomerangs or whatever. I don't know. That's not correct, but you get the idea. Um, and it kind of helps because as you go on, you face more difficult people, villains. And so you kind of want to have abilities that can face off against them. And it's simple. You know, there isn't, I don't have to get all these points and then divert them to six different attributes. Um, and that's what I like. It's like, I'm going to the bathroom. I just need to play lover real quick. Boom, bam, boom. I get it done. Uh, or I need to take a break. I put on Kirby on the switch. And I jump in and it's easy. Um, yeah, It can be a little challenging, but it's fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I've been super busy with a shoot for work. So I haven't been able to see a lot of stuff. But I really, uh, you know, I, I want to watch Men. I want to finish Marvelous Maisel. And I know, I know I got to finish watching. I got to watch Saving Private Ryan. Okay. People have called oh, me ooh. out. They there said you got to watch this on the big screen. All right. Yes. So that's what I'm going right. to do. Uh, I'm going to try to watch Saving Private Ryan. Also was recommended to watch Band of Brothers afterwards. Uh, uh, and I've never seen that. I did watch Band of Brothers as in high school and I did like it. Uh, all of it? Or yeah. I think I watched okay. all of it. I think I watched all of it. Now that I, that you doubt me, maybe I did it. No, no, I don't I doubt you. I didn't love yeah, it. No, no, I mean, I don't know if I watched all of it. I think I did, but that was the first time I saw that the redheaded guy uh, yeah. and stuff. So I saw, yeah, I definitely saw that. I saw some of them. Um, I saw the. I started watching that show, The Pacific, which was kind of like in the same. Like the spiritual uh, sequel to it, yeah. Yeah, exactly, but just obviously set in the Pacific. Uh, and that one was not as. Yeah, I, I think I remember watching The Pacific good. thinking I would be like, oh, this is going to be good as Band of Brothers. Yeah. And, and it didn't hit it as well. Yeah. Um, but it does make me. I feel like after watching Saving Private Ryan, I'll be like, okay, I'm in the mindset to watch. Banner Brothers, and it's what it's like yeah. six episodes, so it's not like a huge lift. Is that uh, on HBO? That's yep, an HBO yep. show, right? Yeah. It's an HBO show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Maybe I will uh, go back and watch that. Yeah, why don't you go in there and take a take a look yeah. at it again? Yeah, uh, it's a mini series. <laughs> it's you know, it's great. Um, oh no, there's more than six episodes. Let me see. There's ten episodes. So there you go. Ten episodes for your viewing. Well, you know, we did it again. I can't believe it. We hit episode 12, my lucky number. Um, and, you know, I want to say thank you again for everyone who's been listening, who's been tuning in. We appreciate you so much. We're going to the moon with this podcast. Like and subscribe. It helps us get to other people. Can you believe it? If you like and subscribe and comment, people will see our podcast and we'll get more viewers. And it's going to be a fun, good time. Uh, my name is Luis Gonzalez. And, of course, I've had the pleasure of talking to... Miguel Sanchez. Yes. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, later, Gators. Later, guys. <laughs>